All right, let's go ahead and get started. All right. And we are back. I like with... how he's starting, and I'm not even in there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Miss yeah, Tipsy, just... we can you hear just... you. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. so I don't have to be in the room? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear your lo- lovely voice. We're fine. Oh, don't flatter me. <laughs> All right, we are back. Believe It podcast episode. What are we at? 20. 20 weeks of this thing. Wonderful. <laughs> episode 20. Your host, Turtle. We got co host Tipsy in another room. We got Corn. And tonight, our, our guest is the wonderful Sam. How you doing, Sammy? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Don't mind me. All right. I'm just the ghost toast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sammy. So I don't know, man. What's I don't understand what's going on right now. I know one thing I would love. I'm gonna love talking to you about is the world of sports because normally we don't get to talk sports very much. But all sports seasons right now seem to be super weird. Very. The NFL is odd. I'm scared of the Dolphins for some reason. Um. And the Eagles are five and zero. Like, <laughs> I think did I miss a six and zero? Did I miss six and zero? Or is this week six? I don't know. I just know they haven't lost. I get reminded every every yeah. year. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, and they're facing half decent teams, if I'm thinking correctly. And right now, the Saints are running the gauntlet of the birds. To fit, like they face every bird team this year, and so. They've already beaten two of them. Uh, basketball is starting off, eh. Kind of odd, but eh. But uh, what do you think about it? What do you think about it? Uh, football is really weird. I definitely... There, it, I, I know every year they say, you know, any given Sunday, it's the sport that people tend to be happiest with because turnarounds can happen in one season where some other sports it takes a couple for it to happen but even so this year is weird the Jets and the Giants have winning records I don't think anyone would have said that at the beginning of the year especially after their years last year yeah they've been pretty bad so to see that um, the Broncos you know paying millions hundreds of millions as a matter of fact for Russell Wilson and they have a losing record it's I, I don't know I mean it's kind of like people say that like that you can't you shouldn't I guess is the better word you shouldn't try to build a team around one player but then again some teams do it and it works um but I mean, look at the Giants for how many years now they've been trying to build that offense around um, Saquon Barkley, and it just is not working. I mean, he's still god tier. If to at at worst, he's god tier of a running back. He's a beast, especially when he's healthy. But mm-hmm. we just haven't seen it in their record. Um, but then again, you can look at you can look at it as the the Bucks. They they draft well. They trade for one player, and they're in they're in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, and it's fine. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that I guess it's more just 
who it is that you trade for. But as far as like other sports, I guess it does, it can't be said like that, like it can football. Because I mean, looking basketball at some of the super teams that are built and then they just fall apart. You, you can start at Brooklyn and then you look at, but then you can look at like the Lakers and you can look at Golden State, some of those super teams. Laker fans are are already in shambles. We haven't even made it out the first week of the season. Listen, but, listen. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up how much I want to get rid of Westbrook, but it's fine. I can't even really say I'm much. Of, I can't even say much. I can't even say I'm much of a as much of a Laker fan. I'm more just a LeBron. I'm gonna follow wherever LeBron. I'm big, big fan of LeBron. But I I know my time and place to start talking. Yeah, it's this is going to be a rough year. I think. Where did I'm trying to remember? They were like nine or like seven of forty from three, and then they were nine of forty from the game before. And someone asked LeBron, like, you know, you think people are leaving you open? He's like, I mean, why wouldn't they? We don't have lasers out here. Like, they don't have any shooters whatsoever. At some point, you hope those shots fall, but if not, it's going to be a really, really long year for him. I don't get the scoring record, so that'll be nice. I you know something to, to smile about, but you know, Laker fans aren't going to be happy with that. They always want wins, and wins are going to be tough to come by if they can't score. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can't really... I get that a lot of people want to put a lot of hate on him, man, but I mean, still, even... Even with having bad seasons, I mean, look at what he's still doing. And that, that's always my, that's always what, whenever people ask me about basketball, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm more of a LeBron fan than anything. I'm more just like watching that dude play his game. Because, I mean, even on his bad days, I mean, he's still putting up numbers. And, I mean, I'm, I might be the first person also to, like, clap back at Westbrook for all his craft for, be, for being um, the most dominant player of getting the quadruple double of, like, points mm-hmm. Points, assists, rebounds, and turnovers, but it's, yeah. but I mean, it's still something that he's still doing what he's doing. I mean, he's definitely not like prime MVP Russ, but then again, I mean, say the same thing about D Rose anymore. Yeah, I think with basketball, it's you have to have chemistry and the pieces have to fit together. And some of the super teams, they have the talent, but they don't have, they don't mesh well. And because they don't mesh well, they're constantly getting in each other's way. And that's not helping and trying to to build a winning team. It's like more of the, your turn, my turn, his turn, your turn, as opposed to what you have in Golden State. You have guys that fit together. You know, back with Duncan, with the Spurs, you had guys that fit together. So everyone had a role. The roles complemented each other well. You just don't have that with some of the super teams. Now it's like, hey, we got these these great scorers or these great talented guys, you know, top 15, top 10. But then they can't play together because they it's their game styles just don't mesh. Someone has to take a step back and you make that kind of money and when you're that good it's hard to do that sometimes so you can you can definitely say that about what happened in brooklyn and there was another one that fell apart like that um i I wouldn't say the lakers one was like that because it wasn't like they were getting in maybe 
Maybe a little bit. Would you say that with maybe like Mello and and Russ? Maybe. Yeah, would would OKC when you had Russ, Mello, and Paul George? I could say that because Mello, no, I'm a scorer. I don't want to. I want to come off the bench, but you don't. Excuse me, you don't mesh with the guys in the starting lineup, so they can't defend with you on the court. Can't play offense with you on the court because he's a ISO guy. So you have to give him the ball, and everyone has to step back. Um, that's not what Russ does best. That's also not what Paul George does best as being a spot up shooter. So, you know, when you, it's you just have to find guys that fit well together. If you can, you can build around one or two where role players, but when you add three or sometimes four really good players, they have to be really good players that complement each other. Would you say that's what happened in Miami? I know you might not you might not want to talk about that. <laughs> How talk far about, back do you go know in Miami? We're talking about back with LeBron, yeah. Wade and Bosch. Yeah. Well, I feel like they, I feel like D Wade D Wade and LeBron played spectacular together. But I mean Bosch, of course, complimented a little bit with his height. His height. Then again, he could shoot. He could do a little bit of everything. And I mean you always have Birdman there doing his thing too. Yeah, so I feel with that, in the beginning was tough because Bosch and, I'm sorry, Wade and LeBron were both primary ball handlers, so they always had the ball in their hands. So then it's okay. Well, who runs the offense? And they're just kind of taking turns doing it. It's when they finally said, okay, look, LeBron, you're the guy. You run the show. Wade spent some time with the second unit so he could still, you know, um, be the dude in spurts there, but with LeBron on the court, he found a role that worked well. Bosch, you know, offensively, his numbers went down, but I think the biggest contribution he had was defense for them to be able to switch and for him to be able the length that he had and being able to guard at least hound guards on the perimeter was a big help. And then you just put shooters around. It's a good formula to win with, but someone in this case, Wade had to say, look, I will, I'm used to having the ball in my hands pretty much my whole life. He even did in college at Marquette too. But hey, the best thing for us to win is for me to take a step back to you. So you run the show, I'll be the sidekick. And it's hard for some people to do. Like looking at what happened with Brooklyn, uh, Harden, Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Well, they're all guys that like Harden's had the ball for since he left OKC. Kyrie's always been a guy to have the ball in his hand. So like, what are you going to do? KD's the best player of three. So like, how do we make this work? And we saw what happened. It just, uh, it's been a really rough time in Brooklyn for those guys. Would you say ego's gotten away? I think so. Because you're told, like you're constantly, you know, reinforce how good you are. Um, you have the numbers, you have the pay, you have the cachet, and then like, who's going to be the one to take a step back? Katie's like, hey, I'm an MVP. I'm a two-time finals MVP. Kyrie's like, hey, like, look at my numbers. Look what I've done. Harden's got an MVP. So it it depends on the personality. You're, you're not always going to get that guy. I don't, I think Katie probably could have if Harden had stayed, but just the culture, like they don't really have a culture in place that are trying to build it on the fly and they don't have the the type of leadership to kind of encourage 
them to figure it out instead of just like literally just rolling out the ball like hey there's the ball make it happen you got to have pieces in place above them and probably some veteran guys in role and role playing spots that can kind of help encourage that but they didn't have it there sure shoot Ugh. all right hey corn hey tipsy we've kind of done that sports thing a little bit so uh Let's, let's go ahead and segue so that way you, y'all can have some fun. Uh, Sammy, uh, when you started content creating, well, actually, what did start you on content creating? So, I think it was around the time of PS4, because originally before that, I played in sports leagues. Not, I wouldn't go back too much into sports, I promise. Um, <laughs> but I, I was in a a football league for NCAA football. Really good league. We had a full 120 team college football league. It was amazing. It was awesome. And before I moved to California, my friends bought me a Roxio game capture. Never heard of them before. Never even heard of a game capture before. But then messing around, I was like, wow, like I can record my footage and then I can edit it and you know make clips and all these things. So Originally, when we played a game, we had to put up a recap. So a lot of people would just do like a newspaper article. Some would do like a quote unquote coaches interview where it's like all typed out. And when I got that, like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to just do like a highlight package of my games, what happened. So I started with that. And when I was in college, one of my friends, Aaron, was a speed runner in Super Mario World. And I, he started talking about like streaming on Twitch. And I was like, first of all, what's speed running? So he had to break that down to me. And then like, yeah, I, I do it on the internet. Like do it on the internet, on the internet where like, I do it on Twitch. So I would go into his streams and watch. And it's like, man, this is crazy. You're playing the game. You're trying to focus on, you know, doing as fast as you can. You have all these people that are talking to you, rooting you on, cheering you on. And then there's other people that do it too. But wait, there's other people that do this and other people that do that. So like, that's how I ended up getting onto Twitch. And he really encouraged me for the longest time to get into speed running. It took a long time for me to do that. But then it's like, you know what? Why not? My roommates at the time weren't big gamers unless we were playing like, you know, Smash or Mario Kart. So it was, I looked at it in the beginning as a way for me to interact with other people that played some of the same games I did. So I think when I started, I started with Rogue Legacy, MLB The Show, and The Order 18, 18 I can't even remember what, what year it is, 17, 17, I don't even remember what the year is for the game, but The Order, it was a really short game. That release yeah. came for the PS4. Yeah. Big hype. I think it's either 18. I think it might be 18, 16. I can't remember. Something weird. Yeah. So a really short game, <laughs> not really well received game from what I remember, but I'm like, you know what? I'll try it out. And it started with that. And then eventually I had the ability to start streaming off of other stuff. So the Wii U, and I think the Wii U is like when it really started to hit and get fun because I could play Mario. Um, play RPGs and then pretty much ever since then I've just been doing it at least 
five, maybe six nights a week. I, I it's really hard. Like I can't remember a time almost where I haven't been streaming. It feels weird. <laughs> I was gonna say I know you're you're one that is of the streamers that I watch like weekly. You're definitely the one that's the most consistent with like these days. And yeah, I think it is like five or six days a week. Like now I found you, Sammy, or I was introduced to you during some of your MLB stuff, of course. I think it was Tier. You know, do you know Tier? Or, or was it? it was, I was going to say, it was, I know it was either Tier or MC. I forget which one it was, but they raided into you. And I was just like, who's this guy? Oh, he's funny as shit. And he's got a he's got a thing that is Albert Pujols, but it's mixed, <laughs> but it's different. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> yeah. So I was that's what Tier is actually an IRL friend of mine. Um, we hang out together. We go to the cigar shop every now and again. We fucking talk shit about each other and whatever, and that's about it. <laughs> I never knew Tier to be a baseball guy though. For me and whenever I got to know him, it was always other stuff it was cod it was wrestling things like that i never but i don't know when he started playing baseball or getting into baseball but whenever me and him started like playing games together on here it was i saw him playing the show and he met he was introducing me to like mc famous and all these people that he met through the show and i was just like still baffled by he, he likes baseball <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, he's live or die by all of his Pittsburgh teams, and you know, cool. But but yeah, so and then of course one of the days that um, I was watching your stuff, um, I said I like Discord shared it to Corn here, and he was just, and it was it was either the night that I think it was the night that you were playing uh, Ninja Turtles, or it was a night that you're doing one of your Mega Man things, and he was just like, he was we were just laughing our asses off at some of the shit you were doing. Yeah, that's about how I've introduced him. Then it made me feel like I'm like, wow, I need to work on my Mega Man game. Like, (laughs) (laughs) did you speed speed run through all of them yet, or are you still working on that? Or so, I of the classic games, there's technically twelve, but I say eleven. I the only one I haven't learned, like taking the time to sit down and learn, is eight. But I ran them. I have sometimes registered on the Mega Man leaderboards, not all of them. Cause I, okay. I'm really, I'm really bad about. I am I proud of my run? Like it, it is a PB for me, but am I proud of that? Am I proud of submitting that to the world you know, to see? So like, I, there's a like kind of a time in my head that I'd be like, if I get this time, I'm content. I'll post it. I'll still work on doing better, but like that's kind of like the the early on goal. Like this is what I'm trying to get to. If I can get there, cool. If not, then probably will take some convincing for for my community to force me to, <laughs> to submit a run. But I, I enjoy it. Like the I've, the classic games, I've done those. I'm in private, been working on X4. That's my favorite in the X series, and hopefully through next year. I'll be able to start working on adding those in. Let's go from there. There's a run called the Triple M, which is the classic is M M for Masters, which is all the classic games. 
Mavericks for all of the X games and Mutos, which is all of the zero games. And it's a, I think a 24 hour, 24 and a half hours is the PB for that run. They haven't done it for four years. But ultimately, like, that's kind of what got me into it. A guy used pizza. He was doing that run, and I've been following him for a while. So watching him do it got me super excited. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to finally take the I'm gonna finally take the plunge. I'll start with classic because those are the ones I understand the most. And then I'll work on the other ones, like, kind of fit them in as I get used to the classic ones. So, like, that's what kind of got me started on speed running, really. I... Man, because it's so much fun, but those games can be so frustrating at times. But at least it's not frustrating because of the game. For the most part, it's just frustrating because of you. You've got to be consistent, and it's hard, especially it's when like, you get like long runs. Sometimes it's like that with Mario, too. It's like the game isn't, isn't frustrating. The game, I don't think a single Mario game is actually frustrating. It's more, how did I let myself get hit by that? How did I not time that jump right? Or something silly like that. Like it, it's just funny. The yeah, the, ra- yeah. the rage is different. I guess you can say is the way to say it. The rage is different because I, I know I've definitely thrown a controller over Mario before, but <laughs> it's because of something stu- silly that I did, not not that that guy's wall hacking. Yeah, I guess, I guess in a way AI is too. Uh, whatever. It's it's kind of refreshing because I feel like when I play most other games and when I watch most other people, whether it's sports, FPS, it's there's always the factor of RNG coming in. So there's always something else that could take the blame. And I know I'm guilty of it at times myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when you play games, like I'm, I don't play them on stream, but fighters and then in a, in a lot of speedrunning games, there is minimal RNG, so you know everything that happened is your fault. Either you picked the wrong move because it was too many frames long, you didn't have the proper spacing when you did this move, you went too far to jump, you didn't jump far enough, like that's all on you. And it's kind of refreshing because it's all, it's things that can be practiced. And that's oh, something yeah. that I can appreciate. Oh yeah, for sure. Sure. Uh, about like, certain uh classic games and things like that corn over there he's he is a uh who even call you a table table of contents of classic stuff that he that he's trying to convince himself to play and convince himself to stream and whatnot oh yeah yeah there's a there's a list but he makes a very good point though that's why i want to have the optimal setup for it because that being able to time things at the right time and being able to see it without a long lag to your screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when you use any kind of proper hardware. Corn, do you own all those games that he was speaking of um, for that Mega Man thing? And not of the original ones. No, I mean, I have them in a collection, but not like NES original. I'd have to play them on my PlayStation. Like I got a, col- I bought a collection on sale, but so I like, I, I, What's that? Would you be able to do that run thing that he, that he's speaking of? Not as fluid, but that is something like I'd love to have a collection of. Trust me, the Mega Man games. That is on the that is on the bucket list. 
Is that is that like for personal nostalgia to to own oh, yeah. the collection? <laughs> okay, that too. Plus, you gotta remember, like I'm also some. I like as weird as it sounds, original hardware, man. Uh, I just that. something about that. So that's back to nostalgia. But, yeah, I mean, you could to do runs like that. I mean, I suppose there's a million other ways to do it too. Like, but we're not gonna go into semantics, I guess. And there's there's still some runners that they may have like the the best PC, um, the newest Xbox, but they'll fire up that stream with the SNES and a CRTV and get down on some runs. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Listen, I have a lie when he says when he says any or NES, like even NES. I've got a lot of the ridiculous like ones here. Like always, like man, I wish I could do a run of that. Like you know the Mario games. Uh, dear Lord. You know, I just want to do for- Pac Man, man. Like I want, I want to stream for four hours. Duck hunt. Oh, duck hunt. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be fun. I feel like streaming Duck Hunt for four hours would be fun. Get that CRT out. <laughs> I, I just have to ask anyone that's played Duck Hunt, have you ever just put the, the gun to zap it right up on the TV? I'm not, please tell me I'm not the only one that's done that. I did, I, did it, I did it before. Yeah, I've done it before. <laughs> Pretty sure I've done that like straight up in the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so glad, actually. It's so refreshing right now to know that I wasn't one of the few only ones to do it. I mean, like as I got older, I did better. But like when I started, that's how I thought you're supposed to be right up here. Like I did that with Time Crisis too. <laughs> oh man! I'm like I'm like six years old. Like no, like I'm tired of loot. Like I mean, as a kid, like how much can you really compete? But like my dad and my mom are able to hit them. Like I can't. So like yeah, like well maybe if I go up to the TV, it works. <laughs> you're cheating. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sammy. Fuck. Okay. I know we were just talking sports, but we were talking, you and I were talking wrestling the other day in your stream. We were talking Sting and all that great stuff. At what point did you ever see his face without paint for the first time? Wow. <laughs> To be honest, probably after WCW was bought out. I think it, I think it was a really, thing. really long time. And I don't even know if it was with TNA or if it was... I'm trying to remember when he went into WWE Hall of Fame. If then, that, that... I can't remember if he had face paint on in his... And I don't think he did. I think he did... Yeah, face paint on when um I don't I don't think he did then. I think he did when he came out on the stage during WrestleMania, but I don't think he did when he got inducted. You mean I can't remember? So yeah, double check. Yeah, I mean remember. No. Oh wait, wait, which picture is it? So Okay, this is at the ceremony. Yeah, he didn't have the paint on at the ceremony. And it looks like he had his bat. But he definitely had I remember him having a bat for sure. 
I, I was there at the that was one of the main draws for me to go to that WrestleMania was him being inducted. How is my favorite that? wrestler of all time? So I'm like, I gotta go. How is that though being there? How's that experience? Like were you there for the whole weekend or were you just there for the event? Well, Which part? The, the whole weekend. So NXT, um, the pay-per-view itself. WrestleMania access, so being around fans, the meet and greet, and then um, Raw, and then if I could stay for SmackDown too. It's it's insane because you get people from all over the world that are like just as passionate about wrestling as you are. Like I love in California, you got people coming from Alaska, you got people coming from South America, Germany, China, Australia, like hardcore fans that are just like hey like this is the big weekend in wrestling we got to be here and it's like all that energy it's it is it makes you feel good about you know it makes you feel good about liking what you like you know you have all those people that you get to be around that are that like it just as much as you do if not more and oh, yeah, you walk sure. away from that weekend it just like it's it just gets you excited to get back into to watching if you weren't watching full time, it's like, man, like all that energy, you got to get it out your system. So now every Monday, every Wednesday you're watching. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time. I have a hard time right now because certain things that are going on right now in the show. I mean, right now, actually this show is turning around a lot because well, of course the big things changing with like triple H taking over. And it seems like he's making a lot of big, good decisions. It really does with some of the people that he's bringing back. Um, of course, like the fiend, I can't say the fiend coming back, Bray Wyatt coming back, doing all their thing. Like, I mean, I think that's a really good thing. I was never big on Bray Wyatt, the fiend or any of that, but I know that there was a lot of passionate people that really, really liked it. So, I mean, it's good for business. Yeah. The thing that I, I've always been a big Hardy fan. So I, I want the Hardys back. I don't think that that's going to happen. Jeff has some stuff he's got to work on. Some personal his, stuff. His demons are always taken. Yeah. As much as I love that guy, as much as I support that guy, nothing will ever really fix everything for me with uh, how that one match with him and Sting, how he was just completely gone. Yeah. That was TNA. That was TNA. Yeah, thanks. So. TNA. Super, super unprofessional. It's a danger to yourself and a, a danger to the this, the guy standing across from you. Yeah. Hey, Shadow Moon. How you doing? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I was about but, to pay attention to that. Um. Thank you, Corn. Uh, <laughs> doing our jobs. <laughs> like, hey, you paying attention to your chat. One. One team, though, that would be really, really cool to see what they're doing right now would be the Dudleys. I would love to see, like, I don't know if they'd ever be able to get back in the ring or anything, but I would love to see, like, what they're doing, even just to see them come back, maybe, or something. I don't... Were they inducted? They were, and I think they were inducted by Edge and Christian. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty like, It's fitting because, you know, they're... When everyone thinks of the Dudleys, they probably think of one of the TLC matches with them oh, for and the sure. Hardys. So, oh, for sure. That, oh, for that three was days. pretty cool. 
Oh, for three days? That's pretty awesome. You're a big wrestling fan too. Nice, nice. I know I know a few of us are. Uh, yeah, I those TLC matches probably are part of what really, really won over some fans back in the Monday Night Wars and all that good stuff. And just the hardcore scene back then in general. When I was young, it, it was when WCW was still a thing. I, I watched both, so it was funny watching like them both trying to take each over. So when fucking like WWE took over WCW, they went in with the fucking tank. <laughs> oh, when when D, when DX were opening on a tank. <laughs> so, uh, okay, back in those days, for for you guys, since I was super super young, I learned about everything after it all already happened. Like I, when I was little, like my two guys that I absolutely loved were Goldberg and Stone Cold. So like, I don't know what it was about the bald headed dudes that I just liked them so much. It, that it was Goldberg was a savage. That's why. <laughs> it really was, but I preferred. If I had to pick between the two, I did prefer Stone Cold. I really did. I don't know why. Probably because he was funny and flipping his boss off. I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, that would win over anybody. Who doesn't want to go up to their boss and flip them off? Giving anybody the stunner. (laughs) (laughs) For real. But something, but for you guys that were like, I guess, watching it intently during that, if you got to pick between the two big stables of back then, between DX, or I guess OG DX, you should, if you, if you will, and OG and NWO, to pick one, which one would it be? Hey, you hate no first horn. I mean, I watched a lot of that NDO, the original NWO stuff. But after that, yeah, the original was really good. After a while, then you had the NWO. Yeah, the NWO Red. That had oh, the whole yeah. different thing song. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember that. So, you choose NWO? Okay. Oh, man. I give it, the, I give it to you guys that NWO was definitely super, super funny. What what all they were doing and all this stuff. It's so stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> I'll never forget him on Kevin Nash just launching Rey Mysterio into the truck like a dart. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. is he okay? Like, I'm just watching with my dad. My jaw drops and he just is looking at the TV. Can't even say anything. Like, is he okay, dad? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I hate that I, I zoned out for a little bit and I came back and only saw nwo from doom shadow moon and i wasn't hearing anything going on around me so i thought it was a winking owo face <laughs> hey dudes angel how you doing hope you guys are doing well things are going, going well on your end. but uh corn i still need an answer from you what's that i need <laughs> NWO as well? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty much going with that. Oh, so you too? Hey, Shadow, how you doing? How's your even, though, even though it's a hard choice. Think like... 
for the good guy, bad guy story, like for me, still one of the, it didn't end well, but one of the greatest stories told in wrestling was Sting being the savior of WCW, saving them from Hogan, even though the match wasn't the best and it did not like this, the way the match played out, a lot of stuff didn't go well. But Stampede, when he won the belt? Yeah, it's, it was. Back then, I wasn't really like I didn't really cheer the heels. So it's an older for thing. When me you, when you to get be older. the guy. I was like, you know, Sting's my favorite anyway, and he's gonna save us. And is like all of that build up to that, like how that was built up and how the NWO was built to be this unstoppable force. So it was nice yeah. to get that big payoff. Um, and then the NWO, like they just they they really changed the business without them. I don't know if we even get a DX because the Attitude Era kind of they played a major, major role in getting the ball rolling on that. The more realistic characters and not, you know, like the Doink the Clowns and Tatanka mm -hmm. and, you know, though Glacier, those type of characters, you have like guys being themselves. For sure. Uh, that's good. That's good, Shadow. Um, street, everything's going pretty well on our end, too. Um, we'll have to catch up in DC a little bit later. But uh, I definitely agree with you. Sting is wonderful. And back in those days, I was definitely watching more WWE than, um, well, WWF that turned into WWE than I was um, WCW. But I was always trying to check in on Sting and uh, on Sting, Goldberg, Buff Bagwell. And, yeah, um, Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Buff Bagwell. And there was one other that I was really, really into back then as well. My mom was like fucking Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. That's what my mom was too favorite. Or like, there was somebody else I was really, really liking over there too. Oh, DDP. I was, uh, I was, I was liking DDP, and I thought Jeff Jarrett was funny. For whatever reason, young me thought Jeff Jarrett was funny. Guitar Smasher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't piss me off. <laughs> I thought he was funny, so I was checking out those guys. And then to see some of them come over when it, and whatnot. Oh, and Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. I did like him too. But I more liked his side when he came to WWE and he was like feuding with Test over Stacey Keebler. I, I enjoyed that. Just keep him away from a calculator. That's all. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And all the roids. <laughs> that's <laughs> that too. <laughs> About to show my age, Jake the Snake Roberts and Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, oh yeah. I can't do the voice right now because mine's all messed up. But. Listen, anytime I think about um, Randy Savage right now, I just think about the, the, the Savage Slim Jim. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's on the label for those. <laughs> anytime, anytime that name comes up, I can only think of the uh, Randy Savage uh, Dragon Skyrim mod. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Happened to a Slim Jim for my days. That and that and Isaac never stops talking about Macho Man. And whatever happened to Stacker too? The freaking commercial that we always had whenever we were watching anything WWE, we'd have freaking John Cena or somebody come on the on the TV on a commercial for Stacker too. <laughs> Some type <Yeah>. of. <laughs> I haven't heard of that in years. <laughs> right? Like what? Why, whenever I think about wrestling, I think I'm going to see a, a commercial for that. 
now now my commercials are what like tap out and which was an mma brand it wasn't even a wwe wasn't even like a wrestling brand it was like, <laughs> tap out was an mma and ufc <laughs> <laughs> listen i've got a class because you're bringing up old school commercials do you remember back when girls gone wild was a big thing Oh, I don't they advertised it for Comedy Central in between South Park episodes. And then no. South Park finally fired around and made an episode where they parody Girls Going Wild. So it went from a commercial of that straight back to that TV show episode where they're like, Girls Going Wild, making fun of this. I remember those coming on oh, like crack of dawn. And I wasn't watching any odd channels. I was watching Discovery Health. (laughs) (laughs) There was no safe place. (laughs) No safe place. The only safe place might have been Cartoon Network. (laughs) Cartoon Network is with those adults swim. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Nickelodeon. Nick Nick at night. And just slap us on noggin. Oh, yeah, bite into a Slim Jim, for sure. When my daughter was born, we were in the uh, the hospital and, you know, access to whatever we could watch. Now, all of a sudden, you turn that shit off now. What? (laughs) The baby can't hear that. (laughs) I won't let her watch it now, but I can't wait till she's old enough till she can. Listen. Honey, come check this out. <laughs> Listen, just, just, to put the, just to put the debate to rest, if I were to pick between NWO and DX, I'd probably have to pick DX just because I find Shawn Michaels that much funnier than Scott Hall, <laughs> even though I love Scott Hall. I really do. I, for like two months after he died, I started every conversation with, hey, yo. I even I I went on uh, pro wrestling tees and I had to get two shirts of his before their prices jacked up. I had to. I don't know. But uh, Sammy, I really like your standpoint the other night. Whenever you were talking, we were talking wrestling. We were talking Sting, and then you got into the Chris Benoit, and um, we're talking about somebody else's what? Oh, Chris Jericho. And you brought up the whole. Th- you brought up the little clip about what Paul Heyman had to say. I agree with you on every standpoint that you're talking about. Like sometimes, whenever you're debating certain things like that, you have to, you have to um, separate. Okay, we we can judge him this way for how he is in the ring. This way, whenever he's off duty, I guess you could say when he's off work. Because I mean, in the ring, the dude was one of the tech- most technical geniuses, other than maybe Kurt Angle. Well, of course, Kurt Angle is like a he's Olympian, he's an Olympic champion. So, yeah, Chris was Chris was a machine. Like I, I the reason I think it, like I kind of got that mindset was before, um, not to go off the rails too hard, but one of my favorite. I listen to a lot of rock, and one of my favorite groups is was because they don't make music anymore lost profits and ian Watkins, the lead singer singer i won't say what he did i'll let whoever's listening look it up on the internet you can judge for yourself it's really bad but 
I can think of him as a bad person and definitely doing, you know, committing a bad act. I have a, I have a hard time with the group because none of the other guys did anything wrong and every, all of the good work that they've done and the music that has impacted my life and impacted the life of others gets completely, you know, skewed because of this one guy. So I look at the same thing with Crispin Wong. I can think of that act as a terrible act, but the magic that he had in the ring with others, with a Kurt Angle, with a Chris Jericho, with a Eddie Guerrero, you know, in WCW with guys when he's with the horsemen, like you're robbing them of the achievements and the moments they've had because of things that he did outside. Like I can independently judge those two things. Not everyone can do that. And I understand we will never argue. If someone's like, well, I can't do it. Like, Hey, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I get your standpoint, but for me, I've been able to to separate the two because it's a little bit easier in a sense, because those moments are shared with other people. So I can respect him as a talent in the ring, but in order for him to be a great talent, also, needs to be done with other people no matter how great you are you can't do it alone you need the other people you know the other guy across from you so for sure sure it's a little easier but i i definitely do understand why people have a hard time with with him there's some very um he can be very polarizing for a lot of reasons okay trivia for us who who what okay so when you say who was the best tag team of all time i want to see if you get it right do you mean legacy, like like coming up to? I guess I shouldn't say legacy because they were a team as well. But like, are you talking like up until now, like excluding anybody that's like active, or do you mean like including who's active now? Because I mean, there's some great teams right now. Like Bloodline is well, pretty pretty great. But I mean, say that it's just the Usos, not a team now. Okay. Um, how far back are we going? But that depends. Well, my my answer will depend. Think about that. Is there some... I can go first. I see Doom. I'll wait for him to to answer. Um. I'm thinking for me personally, the greatest tag team, I think in legacy, in my opinion, would be Legion of Doom. But if you ask me who my favorite and who I personally think the best is, I would say either the Von Erics, which is way before my time. So that's only on tape because I don't even think I was alive to see it. Or at least a team that I got to see there weren't, I don't think they were as long because Brett ended up going solo, but the Hart Foundation with him and Jim Neidhart because you had Brett the tactician, Neidhart with the power, so they complement each other really well. That's, and they had some epic matches against Janetti and, and Michaels when they were the Rockers. Man, I love those mm. guys so much. Think 90s? Okay. Well, I, I would say that if it would depend... Okay, so I am going to give two as well because like or one that I think that is like like a great great that might be like 
kind of would be like that, I would probably have to go with the rockers for me. Because I mean, just because I, I don't know something about me. I like those <laughs> high flying. I like all the excitement, the, the, the bells and whistles. I like that. So if we're thinking like that, but then again, who really draws the crowd and whatnot and like who gets the crowd involved? Because I think that that's something that's really important as well. They had the best charisma. Or they, man, they, people love those guys. I can still think of them running out to the ring now. <laughs> but somebody, but another team that's, that's like that, I don't know. For me, someone that really draws the crowd, though, is the Dudley. I think that they're one of the best of all time. I mean, those guys, those guys got everybody involved. Those guys fed off the crowd. And I mean, you could also say the same thing about the Rock and Sock connect- connection. Because I mean, yeah. they're they're just like you were saying. You have you have the tactician, kind of, of mankind, McFoley, whichever character he feels like being that day. And then you got the Rock, Christian and Edge for you. Okay, I mean, I agree that they're they're a great team. I agree with you on that. They are probably a top. What would you say, Sammy? Top five, top ten? Definitely top ten for sure. Definitely, it'd be it'd be tough to narrow it down to five. Like, who would be a who would be top five? Yeah. I mean, I would, especially, I would especially think of a team like the Steiners too, which is that, different. It's want, like an all power team, but they complement it. Like, they just they're like it, when you have a tag team, it's a totally different mindset because you have to be conscious of what's going like. You have to flow together with your partner. You have to have, you know, those, the double team, so to speak, the tag team maneuvers to get the crowd into it. And then, especially if you're the face team, someone has to be the one to get beat up for half the match to get the hot tag to the other guy. It's like, it's a different skill set in the ring versus with singles. It's like, it's all you. Oh, Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's where I think the Edge and Christians, I think that's where the Dud, where, where the Hardys, really really were a perfect even though like matt and jeff yes were they came into the everything together and they did so much of their careers together they had that chemistry they worked so well i mean the only thing the only thing that was offsetting was that one of them wasn't more kind of like the um the um bubba and devons where one's a powerhouse and one's a go-getter i guess you can say where they're both kind of just a general dude and jeff just had more flying stuff matt was more ground i mean that's the only that's really the only difference between the two but they is like i know what jeff had to move poetry in motion that's what it felt like watching them wrestle because i mean they're they're brothers They just the chemistry was perfect between them. Like there, there weren't any mistakes. They knew what the other was going to do. It's like they probably didn't even have to like get too detailed in calling a match. Like it's that you, you couldn't that. ask for a better partner than that. Yeah, you literally are just like the minds are just together. You don't teach that. Can't be taught that. That's just something that they made them that they created off of each other. Yeah, you're right. It was it was just like it was like they could just read each other. Like like 
they've pro some of that stuff they've probably well when you go back and read into their history and read read their book you can read that uh they of course were doing that stuff on a trampoline they they were taking it around the festival things and like putting those matches on on a, on a trampoline thing since they were kids like i think they actually signed they lied about their age whenever they came into the into the company like they said that they were a certain age but they were only they were like two years younger somehow got away with it yeah you have to watch the 90s for some reason i can't remember it to save my life but that stupid group that was uh, the the rick flair and triple h evolution evolution oh my god rick flair rick flair that's all he ever did his entire career was talk shit and a lot of woo <laughs> that man now send, now sells some type of like CBD stuff or whatever <laughs> come on you couldn't tell Ray Flair wasn't the pothead you didn't think he wasn't the pothead come on man look at him now no no, no no it's it's more it's more just the uh, it's just more just funny that he's doing that now it's it's just hilarious I think he's doing it with like Snoop Dogg or something like that too <laughs> Wouldn't even surprise me. However, nope. while the Hardy Boys were great, Edge and Christian had more titles. Yes, yes. I mean, Edge and Christian definitely had more titles than they did. They probably did have more wins than all the other teams. I just want to put Edge and Christian as a team over any others. Like for like, if you're like rating them, kind of like rating players in other sports, I just wouldn't. Personally, I could. I mean, others. If you're looking at numbers and Yes, kind of like uh, Ric Flair is considered like the greatest of all time when it comes to wrestling. But right right now, I think someone actually has more titles than, than Ric Flair. Either that or did Cena take that or did Cena tie it? That's it. I can't remember. And Cena tied it. Oh, it's inevitable. If we think at least it's inevitable that he'll break it at some point, it'll be awkward when it happens. But let's see, let's see. To be honest, I think I would. I think I would be one to start the uh, slip. I think I would want. I think I'd kind of want to see it. It'd be a super cool moment. It'd be super cool. And right now, I honestly just want the belts off reins. Don't we all? Well, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I really. Re- Which one was it? Whenever um, Roman beat Brock in the Last Man Standing match, I really was more mad that he lost that. I was, I was. That was one of the few times I was actually rooting for Brock. This most recent run of Brock's where he's been funny, laughing, joking, having fun. It's probably the only time I've ever cheered Brock. I think I can agree with that. I think when he, yeah, because even when he was, uh, I was always an angle guy. So when he was going up against Kurt, it didn't matter if Kurt was a face or he was like, look, I'm team angle. So regardless, I'm going to root for Kurt. I don't care if Brock's a face or not. I can't <laughs> root for him. <laughs> okay. Shout him one thing about it. I own like six Roman Reigns shirts. I am was a Roman Reigns fan until this recent run of Romans. About half 
of this reign of Romans, I've been cheering for him about half of the other half. I've been bored with his, with the run that they've been doing with him. I am also a big, big Seth Rollins fan. I prefer Seth of the three of the three in the shield. Rollins was my favorite. I think he's the collectively, like if you were to grade them across the board, he gets the highest overall grade, in my opinion. They all are good. They, I think Reigns does some things better. Um, Mox does some things better. But overall, all around, Rollins is the dude. It's, Rollins, there's something about him. There's something about him. Because now, I think in all of Rollins's, let's, say, let's call them phases. I know that they're like gimmicks, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to call it a phase. All of Rollins's phases, in some way, shape, or form, other than the Messiah Rollins, I have liked them all. I've liked them all. Even this most recent, like broken, if you want to call it broken, fun joker, whatever you want to call this, where he's a lot like laughing at everything, getting into everybody's head, especially this thing with Riddle, even though I love Riddle. I really do. This is the only, but when Rollins faces Riddle is the only time I root against Riddle. Only time. Because to me, this is two faces facing each other, and I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's funny. He's great in the ring. He's great in the ring. The outside a, the ring stuff the is nice story. too, but once the bell rings, like it's it's a pleasure to watch him. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, six minutes, whatever it is, it's always going to be good. Always look forward to it. No matter who he's facing. Listen, Angel, I can't, for the longest time, I couldn't stand Brock either. But then to come, then to like find out more about him, like when you actually read into like his backstory and things, he's actually a good dude. He's also, he's also like, actually close friends with some of the people like apparently that was taker's call to have brock take um his undefeated streak apparently that was taker's call on like who it was going to be and he put ad break <laughs> okay yep <laughs> um sorry <laughs> seriously of rollins's um gimmicks by the way though I think between the redesign rebuild gimmick and the um, Kingslayer was probably my two favorites. This one that he's doing right now where he's like high dollar and fancy suits, whatever that he's big time Bex and all of this. I don't like either of their gimmicks right now, but I find it funny. I more find them funny. Just there laughing along with them. We're back. <laughs> okay. But seriously, if you read into Brock's backstory though, he's actually a good dude. Actually a good dude. And I've been rooting against Brock for a very, very long time. And Suplex City was kind of boring to me. But this this one right now where he's laughing and having a good time, jumping off of construction equipment onto Roman Reigns. <laughs> I was laughing though. I was laughing the entire time. And the fact that he threw a mic at him and it bounced up and he caught it. Pretty that crazy. was insane. I'm like, man, <laughs> I didn't have to stand and clap on that one. I'm like, dude, 
<laughs> There's no way I was catching that. <laughs> no way. How in the world did you do? It? And then the wink after. <laughs> Listen, just that entire match was a great match. Becky needs to go back to her steampunk look. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I agree with you on that. I'm not a fan of big time Bex, but I am a fan of Becky and Rollins together. I'm a fan of them in general because I believe that the four horse women was what the women's division needed. But just in general, um, everything that WWE is doing in general right now seems to be working because I may get flamed for it, but AEW seems to be somewhat crumbling and at their own because of their own decisions, especially with what happened with like Punk and everything like that. Because I know that Punk was like a big thing whenever he came, whenever he went over there. Like that was a big thing. And I thought I was counting down the days until AEW was going to be the only thing on TV. I really did. I thought, I thought CM Punk just signed the death warrant, all the death thing for WWE. I really did. Thanks that. AW needs. It's not even Tony's fault. They just like he. The difference is like WWE, like they have a culture in place, even without Vince, they still have a culture in place of like what's expected and what they do. AW still young and they're trying to find it and. Tony still the leadership is I don't want to say it's an issue but it should be a concern because what happened at the media scrum can't happen like in either company that can't happen but I know in the WWE if that was you know that that wouldn't have happened there and I think Tony is a really nice guy but I think he might be too friendly and like hey like we these things can't happen. You got to have the leadership. I love Brian Danielson. I love Jericho. Great locker room guys. I think Mox is a great locker room guy too, but it needs to be the guy. They need to have guys above them. Um, obviously, there's some issues with the elite. I guess we'll see in the coming days what comes of that, but they need leadership in the management positions, and I just don't think they have that right now. They're still, maybe they're still young trying to figure it out, but these are things that help hurt WCW a bunch and help lead to their demise. So I'm, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd be a little concerned if I was an AEW fan because the product can be good, but the stuff going on above them could shoot them in the foot. So we'll see. I do know that they have some people and they actually just lost somebody that I really, really pushed in WWE and that's uh, Alistair. Well, Tommy and Alistair Black. Somebody I really, really wanted to get a push. I really, really liked him teamed with Ricochet. I was hoping that that was going to go somewhere because I felt like that could have gone somewhere. But I'm hoping to see maybe he makes that decision. But then again, I don't really recall whatever happened to Ricochet. Is he down in NXT right now? He's... Somewhere. He's in flux. I think last last saw him on SmackDown, but he's in flux right now. Like, I think with all the, you know, guys coming back and they're kind of reshuffling the deck on, like, 
you know, figuring out, okay, we're, we shouldn't let these guys go. We're bringing these guys back. Now let's kind of sort out where everyone's going, what everyone's doing and going. So he's there somewhere. <laughs> Be doing the draft again next. Yeah, that would actually be funny if they would do the draft again. That's one thing I wish AEW would do. Their roster is starting to get like everyone gets mad about WWE. Like, man, their roster is so big. Like, you know, they do have three different shows, three different brands. AEW is starting to get to that point too. They have so many guys. Like every time someone gets let go, like, hey, go to AEW. Like, of course you'll do it for a job, but there's only so many people you can push. Got to. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, it, there's some things that AEW has done that's a, I wouldn't say like troubling, troubling, but it's just I. I'm aware and it's caught my eye and I just want to see if they're going to do something about it or if they're fine with with how things are going. Tipsy is going to try to fix her stuff. Apparently the breaker flip. So she will hopefully be coming back. So I'll just leave. So when I become tipsy, uh, Uh, about three beers ago. <laughs> Another beer. Huh. <laughs> there you go, corn. Come <laughs> <laughs> on that night. Yeah, I, I'm gonna just leave it alone just in case. Just in case she's able to come back. That was actually famous podcast. <laughs> great time. That was a great time. Or famous, I should say. <laughs> you were like, listen. Whoa. I don't want to <laughs> speaking of speaking of famous. <laughs> speaking of whenever famous is chat or stream, you just gotta get turn on. Turn fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I can go make it happen. <laughs> How you doing, famous? How you feeling? Yeah, what's going on? I haven't, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen a stream from this man in a while. What do I gotta do to make that happen? Dong and Rampa four. So that's that's our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, what's your plan? You gonna you gonna stream tomorrow? Excuse me. Yes. What's the, what's what's on the stream for tomorrow? I'm gonna play a game that is in. It's not even in. It's embarrassing because of how much I praise it, but I never play it. Super Mario Maker Two. If someone asks me what is the best game on the Switch, I won't even let them finish the sentence to to detail it. Like it's Super Mario Maker Two, not even close. And I probably have played it collectively since the launch, maybe twenty hours. It's shameful. I love watching that game. It's probably my most watched game on Twitch behind CS:GO. Sammy talks that game up so hard and never shows it to us. <laughs> I love you do that, that to yourself game. on some games like that. Some games are good and you'll watch it more than you'll, than you'll get to play it. I do. As a, as a matter of fact, before um, before um, this, I was watching two streamers do endless runs on Expert on Mario Maker 2. Just having a blast just watching like, man, this level looks cool. It's like, you know what? What's the code of that level? I want to check that level out too. I've it, talked it's, up- 
I have talked up Ghost of Tsushima so much and have never played an hour of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I play it. Nah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those games. Unfortunately, yeah. there's just never enough time. Never enough not enough time. time. Not enough time. No, no. We'll say this though, right? that is one of those games though. You got some free time. It's just just seems it's, it's a really yeah. good game. Yes, I agree with you. I'm going to play it. I'm. I've already I got your copy. Do all I can say. Rocket League. Listen, famous. If I got to boot up Rocket League after this podcast just for you to stream it, I will. Don't test me. I will. That's like me with Doom. You start talking too much about Doom, and I'm like. All right, like, let's do it. Um, I can't say anything about Rocket League. I don't want to. I have car to soccer on Rocket League. You won't play car soccer, Sammy. You'll play all these other games, but you won't play car soccer. So, my one of my best friends out here, he is my quote unquote stream advisor. Is he, he's made a bet with me the last couple of years, just kind of like, these are things I want to do on stream. And the, the bet kind of guides that. So it's like, I want to do this. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Cool. All right. So we'll make a bet on certain aspects. And what we, I think or the first time we made a bet was you have to be 25 games on the stream. Like, oh, that's not, that not last. Cause you, you know, have the whole year. And I think I got to 22 and I was like, just banging out games in October, November, because I'm like, crap, I'm running out of time. And then I got sick. I'm like, well, that's no. Then last year, he's like, okay, what we'll do instead is we'll do it in bits and pieces. So we'll break it up and it's multiple goals. And you only have to pay what you don't do. And I failed once again. So I owed him money. This year, funny enough, is was trying to get him to stream. And he has yet to do a stream. <laughs> I imagine he's not going to in the next 11 weeks. And I think I've maybe only hit two of the goals for the bet. So it's probably only, it's probably going to be a wash. Like, I love how we make these bets and I'm <laughs> terrible. Like I'm supposed to be more encouraged to do these things. And I still manage not to do them. Rocket league was one, which is why famous is saying it. I think I had to play a hundred hours of rocket league and I have four. Those four hours were in February. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Leave me alone, Famous. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Sammy, what's it going to take to get you to play Rocket League? I will join in on that game. Also, upgraded your your chair from the same. <laughs> Look, the chair was a, look, I'd, if I had to take two, one of the two, I would take the chair. I could live with the monitor because I wasn't playing on that monitor. That was just my PC monitor, but my God, the chair was needed. My back was I said so something sore. about that to my girlfriend. She's like, well, your birthday's coming up. And I'm like, man, I will say fund anymore. You. I will fund you <laughs> secret labs. I will fund you a secret labs. A good chair is worth it. So I'm I saying that's definitely. what I need. I need a good chair. And when tax time comes next year, I'm getting my monitor. My KD went up in siege whenever I got my secret lab chair. 
Because <laughs> these 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 boys these gentlemen are helping me upgrade my PC and next year, but I I need a monitor because I've I'm wasting with both of the new gen consoles because I got one underpriced and then I got a PS5, so I need something that I can do, you know, HDMI 2.1 with. Mine's 2.0, so I'm just going to yank that over and make that my primary monitor and, you know, get the bougie monitor after tax time. (laughs) You need need to have that moment where you can just sit in God of War and just not even touch the controller, just sit there and look like, wow. Yo. Yo. That moment. Can't maintain sham prank. I get so much hate for the new gen consoles too, but like, I like both. I know PC's better, but I like it all. I guess I'm a connoisseur of sorts. See, that's the thing. That was actually my main thing. I didn't really want to leave console. Mainly because so many games I just prefer to play on controllers. <laughs> Not even that. Some of the games I like, they don't. Doom. <laughs> he looks into our big screen. Oh no! <laughs> Listen, you can't take your TV away. You can't do that. You got to give her something to do while you're gaming. <laughs> but well, uh, I look at my house. She's either got this one or she's got the PS4 in the bedroom. To play Rocket League on control, exactly. Like that's the thing. You if you play Rocket League on mouse and keyboard, there's something wrong because you cannot steer a car very well. E- well, easily maintainable with mouse and key compared to a controller. We may have a friend that does it, but no. Tier told me first day, plug in that controller. But uh, famous, I actually didn't get a chance to tell you. I just upgraded. Last week, my uh, a graphics card. That's why um, we have a graphics card for Corn's PC. I finally went from my sixteen sixty super to a thirty sixty Ti. So, oh, you guys, are, you guys are Frankensteining one, aren't you? E. We are Frankensteining his P, his, basically all of his parts with my graphics card. That's why we're sure that everything's going to work because it's basically just his computer just with my graphics. card. Right. And then we're, getting, then we're getting you the power supply that we went to for mine, so that way you don't have to upgrade that whenever, whenever you get a new, a upgraded graphics card. You say when I upgrade the card, I can upgrade the power supply. Yeah. Well, you won't have to. You won't have to. You'll be getting the one I have in mind that's running the thirty sixty. Ah. Ah. Uh, okay. So basically, you have too much power. You'll be just fine. Let's go. That means the first thing I can look for is a graphics card. I think when I go uh, searching for stuff. Um, I think Cairo said that there's some other things that he's going to recommend before, but that's it. I know that he said he wants to start looking into uh, liquid cooling and he's going to recommend. And he said if he gets it to work and so he can show me, I'm just like, I don't think I want a liquid cool. Sammy, <laughs> where, do you stand? Sammy where do you stand on, on that? They look cool though. I am still kind of new to PC in terms of gaming, like that level of PC. So I can't answer, unfortunately. I This is the first time I've ever owned a gaming PC like that I can sit here and say, I can play whatever I want. This is the first time I've been able to do it. I don't honestly don't know how to have it. It's, it's 
Steam. That's all I have to say. The Steam store. I can sit there for like 45 minutes looking around at stuff. I'm like, oh my God, there's this game. And there's this game. And there's this game. And there's this game. It never ends. Sammy, it's great for me to be able to say that you're just like me. I, yeah, I bought a pre-built and I said, I call my friend. I say, hey, I want to upgrade this because I'm told, hey, upgrade this. He said, like my 3060, I know nothing about it. I just, I just called him up and I said, well, he sent it to me. He said, hey, you wanted a 3060? Buy this one. And I'll come over and I'll put it in for you. I'm like, okay. Ordered. Nice. <laughs> I, I have like three friends that, I, that are around me that I can call and say, hey, IT, can you come over? <laughs> yeah, I even know a good bit of it myself too. Now, I have never installed any liquid cooling, but I've done about yeah. everything else. Famous, I think that's actually what Cairo was telling me because it's something that like du- handles all the liquid cooling for you, basically. Yeah, because back in the day, Billy wouldn't have touched that like a mile away. He was, I still don't think he likes it. He's comfortable with it, but like, I wonder if that's what he's running in his because is he running liquid cooling in his right now? I don't know. Okay. I know he never has before. I was going to say, but everything he's, he's always overdone everything in terms of cooling. Like, have you ever seen his tower? Not the I not I don't remember what what iteration I know when he had the cube it was the last time I seen his computer. He's got the giant thing. I'm just like, what do you? But he's that? also got to plug in a USB to get to turn his computer on because he messed up something with the, the on the board on the chip to turn the power on. Oh, for the button. Yeah, maybe that's why he leaves it on now. He doesn't even turn it on. Probably because that's like oh that I mean that's annoying. And the hijack at the. I know. Tips. She disappeared. Uh, Turning off computers is scary. Updates are like Microsoft updates are. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Every time there was a Microsoft update, I, I hate that. Like when I boot up my computer, I'm like, hold on a second. I didn't, I didn't approve this update. Crap. Let me check the sound. Cause the sound is always messed up no matter what. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. I'm just going to. So true. And fix this, and then Sammy, there was something else I wanted to ask you. Can I should have wrote this shit down? Corn, why didn't you let me sh- uh, write it down? Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys kind of took the speed running one. I was like, when he started talking about that, that was the first thing I was going to ask. I was going to be like, so how'd you get into speed run? <laughs> I tell you, one of my, the peak for me in speed running, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I think it would be super cool going to a GDQ event and being able to run. Oh, I don't know if I'll ever get to do that, but I will definitely settle for being able to go to a GDQ and being able to run a race with other runners. I think that would be awesome. They do that. I did not know that they did stuff like. Yeah, yeah, they have um, in what you have a GDQ and SGDQ. And I know for the summer one, 
Um, Todd, I follow a lot of Super Mario World speedrunners, and they were posting like you know them racing together in the room. They had all the the SNESs, the average drives lined up, and just hey, let's get down on a 96 exit run. Let's go. Let's do it. That's that'd be so cool. I would be willing to buy an original Super Mario World cartridge and have them sign it. I know how much the cartridge would probably run right now. I wouldn't even care. Like, hey. It's one of the few that I, I I'm like, oh, I don't, I wouldn't want to get rid of it. Oof, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I don't have mes- many SNES games, but the like the ones that like my, my dad got us, me and my sister, our original SNES. There was a lot of ones that got me started, like Top Gear, Top Gear Two, the first uh, Donkey Kong Country game. I had to get two mm-hmm. and three separately. Uh, I had Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World. What else do I have that I know that these people are like, wait, what the hell? Uh, Turtles in Time. Oh. That one got me. Luckily, I, it, I didn't give a kid. I got a buddy who's like, when he buys games, he does it for the gamers kind of thing. It was 80 bucks for trade, but I literally gave him things that I didn't care for, and he just racked it up. He's like, just take it with you tonight. He goes, it won't be here if you come back for it tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? He's like, hey, he goes, I know you got me. You're always good. He's like, you're always bringing me good stuff. So just take it with you. He texts me 15 minutes later. He's like, dude, you should be happy you came to take it. A guy came in with cash for it. <laughs> I said, no shit. He was like, yeah, but he goes, I know. he goes, you'll be back tomorrow with a whole bunch of shit. So I don't even care. I'm like, yeah. So that's <laughs> one of the ones that like I hunted down to get. Um, Link to the past I got for 25 bucks. Same guy. He had two of them, and he sold one as I was I was walking in the door, so I bought that one. Uh, can't remember where I got Super Punch Out. Um, Super Mario RPG, hmm. Legend of Seven Stars. That one I actually I got lucky on that one. The guy had sixty five on it back before games really jumped up, and I sold a collection from. Uh, we thought it was like really, really good comics. And I went through with my uncles, but he he destroyed them as a kid. He wrote inside of them, things like that. And the guy's like, I'll tell you what, he's like, I'll give you like 50 bucks. That's that sounds like, man, I really wanted that Super Mario RPG you had sitting inside in the antique market. He goes, tell you what, he goes, it's my stuff. He goes, I'll go in and take it out off the lot if that's what you want for it. He goes, I know it says 65, but I'll do that for you because I feel bad. So have that and it's it's mint it's one of the few games and i'm like how did i get that kind of like the pins are clean but then i have the you know i have all the important ones super mario world super mario kart i'd say it's not a big collection i'm I'm waiting for turtle to get back because there's a big one that like he's gonna go oh yeah this is the game i want to do on stream because me and talk me and him talked about it so i'm saving that one Mm -hmm. uh super mario all-stars that's a must it's all the good NES Mario games again, just to play over. Plus, you get the Lost World, uh, Mario Paint. I actually managed oh. to get that one with the the mouse pad and everything a few months ago. That game is so cool. That was one of the games. Like my parents never got it, but I had friends that had it, and just to yep. go in there and make music was worth it all by itself. I remember the my cousins who had money but had it. Music. And I was just like, oh, it, it was so much fun just for a game. I was kind of like not super serious for anything. Yeah. Turtle, are you back? Man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. And then think... Sunset Riders. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We're planning a time to um 
to um stream that together um with his retron with his retron dude if i can get that freaking retro tank 5x we're doing on the on the snes like pretty dope it's pretty cool did you play that sammy did you like that game i've heard of it i've never played it what i'm anything before ps1 i had no say so on the games that i got it was I feel you. that's where my sunset riders came from so it's like whatever mom and dad get you is what you play you could ask for games for christmas but i think growing up i think I'm trying to remember super nintendo i think i was still in the states but towards the end i was in germany so it made it tougher because we didn't get we didn't get a full selection of games. We got pretty much like the super popular games. See, that I was it. dumb. When I got so, my, we we bought a lot of NES collections at yard sales, and I had probably like over a hundred games at some point. Now it's I've been buying some of the ones back that I got rid of. Some of them are kicking me in the ass. Like I want all. I'm not too upset about because I can play it all on um the rare replay collection. I had the original Battletoads for NES. That's a whole. Oh, I had level. fire and ice. The uh, NES version of the kid, it would have been there. Oh, yeah. But I can't think of the name. Of, I can't think of what game that. Oh, Solomon's Key 2. That's what it would have been in Japan. Fire and ice mm-hmm. came out in 93 when SNES was out. So it's a rare game. That game was all for yeah. 100 bucks. It's went this steadily. I don't want to but, throw you off by turning on my camera. Um, I, mean, I have the important ones. I've got all the Mario's, all the uh, one to three TMNT games. Alrighty. Metroid. Metroid's actually one of the few games that I had in box. It got given to me. Uh, two games that are kind of like Europe and US only are the Star Tropics games. Star Tropics and then uh, Star Tropics 2 Zoda's Revenge. I had those both in box. Not Mike Tyson's punch out, but the the second version once they ripped his name off of it. I had a box copy of that. So I've still got all the manuals for those. I was young though. I got that when I was like five or six. So box, you know, not knowing. I mean, ugh. <laughs> I've slowly been building right because when you said PS1, like I had to figure out how to hook that up myself. Nobody in the house knew how to hook up AV cables to anything, which is hilarious. So my collection on that, that some of the ones I didn't have in good condition, I've slowly been piecing together. Like I got a pristine copy of Ape Escape for like 20 bucks. I mean, like open up and you're like, wow, this just came from the store new. Again, same dude I get most of my good games from. Shout out to Craig Bumbo. <laughs> uh, Bam Famous. Listen, wait. Wait, Sammy, uh, you want to want to give some context, please? So my dad uh, used to be a gamer. Okay. Um, and like now he plays golf. And like he'll play like some sports games, but just like kind of lightly. He um is the only person in the household to ever have beat Mike Tyson's punch out. Never been able to do it. And he still holds that over my head to this day. Every year he'll ask me, because usually around Christmas time, I like to play a retro game because it reminds me for me for Christmas growing up, 
I would never play current games because I know that I'm probably going to get some games for Christmas. So I would just kind of stop playing the week of like a couple of days before, especially Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I played nothing but retro games. Just like it takes me back to when I was a kid growing up because games that I used to play, the games that I got or games that I would be playing waiting, you know, for Christmas to come. And I will always pull up that game and try to beat it. And I still haven't beat it yet. Drives me nuts. And my dad's like, oh, I still haven't beat that, t- that Tyson punch out. Have you? Oh. oh, I guess I'm still the best gamer in the family. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, dad. Sammy, you brought up about uh, Germany. Was that uh, something you like to talk about or no? It was, sure. It was a great experience. Moved there when I was seven and then came back for high school. So my entire, like pretty much my entire childhood was spent overseas. It's really different because one, it, my perspective on the United States is different because I got to see not just how we look at things from the inside, but how those on the outside look at us. And then getting to see the rest of the world and other cultures up close instead of, you know, reading it in a book, you know, watching a movie in class on, you know, this or that, like actually being able to say, hey, we're going to go to the Holocaust Memorial. Hey, we're going to go to this castle and see, you know, what it looks like now, the history of it, all that stuff. Hey, we're going to go to France. And we're going to see, like, just go out into the city and see how the French, you know, what they do, like how they'd go day to day. Um, it's really, really different. And then like, it, it was different growing up because friends move constantly. Everyone PCS is like, hey, you're here for two years, you're gone. You're here for four years, you're gone. So I think when I was younger, at least I'm told that I was a lot more outgoing and I was more extroverted. But then friends constantly kept moving and as you got to the point where it's like man i have to do so much work to to make friends for them to leave anyone so it probably made me a little more introverted and i'd say probably convert help convert me to being an introvert but it, it was a good experience i learned a lot about myself and a lot about not just the u.s but the rest of the world so i try to keep that mindset when things happen around the world and when i see people from different you know different cultures because like it just it felt like being an american away from america um is a different experience a good one so say it was probably it's probably honestly refreshing probably was i mean being it being in your younger days versus like now i don't i don't know which would be more i guess you could say beneficial but it probably while you were still like learning about yourself and this probably was probably was definitely very beneficial. And like you said, and just things I already just the things I know about you from your streams. Learning that now, some things are slightly making a little bit more sense because like especially like the other day you were talking about um TwitchCon and how how you, how you're just like normally just a hey fist bump guy versus a hey hey come come and hug type of guy that now some of the, some more of those things that you were just saying are are clicking a little bit more now too 
because not gonna lie, I was I was dying laughing a little bit of, at that. But oh, I I could imagine it had to be pretty funny hearing that because it's like it, it was really funny because like you see like my friend Aaron, I haven't seen him in six years, so yeah, like I immediately went up and probably like squeezed at least two liters of oxygen out of them. But you know, some other people like hey good to meet you. Like I've seen your stream and like going in for the hug and it's like, I want to lean back, but I feel like if I lean back, I'm rude. So I'll just go in for the hug, but just at a slower pace. <laughs> do, do, do the side hug. Side hug. <laughs> that's the side bro hug. That's, that, that's about. That works. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. When, when, it, when it gets extra awkward. Yeah. That's about where I go. At least that, that's, just, that's my that's my retreat. I'm just like, yeah, okay, hi. My buddy See was telling ya. me the other option is just go to coin op and just have like four drinks, and then by then you just don't care. <laughs> so you're just nice and relaxed. So it's like, yeah, bring it in. Yeah, two two Irish trash cans. Yep, I'm already there. I've heard uh, the side hug has saved a lot of people from certain false allegations. Probably. I'd imagine so. TwitchCon was very, there was, I could tell you, just as an observer, there were some very awkward moments of people going. I just remember, I I told this on a stream, there was a lady that went in for, or a guy that went in for a hug with the streamer. The streamer was a lady, and she was with her boyfriend. So, like, the guy was so excited. She was like, oh, my God, it's you. I'm so happy to see you and went in for the hug and man like she could not have moved any faster to, to slide back from that like man <laughs> it's super awkward because like whoa like personal pace personal space and like the guy like her boyfriend got really upset like hey like chill like good on her for not just giving into it because it would make it more awkward yeah there was a there's a lot of that twitch con not just with um you know guys with know guys with ladies but just in general because i think it's uh, it's like you you build a connection with people but i'd say like i'm still i'm still pretty nervous the first time i actually meet someone irl like yes i'm doing this on the computer yeah (laughs) that that sums it up really well like that that first moment is always super uh, don't listen to famous. That, that first moment is always just like, huh, I don't know how to approach this. <laughs> we could have talked for months, we could have talked for a year, but eh. you still know. Famous. Don't worry, don't worry famous. You're, you're, I'll you're I'll famous. record it for you. I'll record it for you. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be grand. Is that is that or is that or we can just uh Sammy, you wanna um uh, you wanna three D? You want to go ahead and give give uh, Amos a 3D? Man, if it makes the people happy, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> just magically appears behind Famous. Like someone as Famous walks into the room, you just have two people running in, carrying the table to slide behind them. Oh. No, I won't, I won't do that, Famous. I know Famous was talking about going to TwitchCon. I'm like, man, if he goes, like, I'm going to be nervous. Like, the people that I've seen before, even then, like, I've, I've met them before. 
we've had lunch together, we've, you know, had dinner together, or, you know, just hung out and talked. It's still, still awkward seeing him again because, like, I'm, I haven't seen you for what, three years. I think Twitch, the last TwitchCon was 2019. So it's three years since I've seen you. Sure, we've talked all that time, but, you know, it's just different. So wait, they don't do Twitch? TwitchCon isn't one of the cons that they do every year? Or is it because this is the first one since COVID? Yeah, first one since COVID. Okay, so COVID was what restricted it. Okay, I was going to say, wait, why wasn't there one every year? But TwitchCon's one of the, TwitchCon's in California, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, COVID, COVID restrictions. San Diego. <laughs> Super convenient. <laughs> Can't imagine why they do it here. You know, Sammy, that's fair. That's fair. Especially if they want to do it so late in the year. Yeah. There's another one like with um saying like with WrestleMania, like how that weekend is so exciting because you have all the people, like everyone's there. So TwitchCon was the same. Like you either have people that watch a lot of Twitch and are like excited to see their favorite streamers or excited to meet other people in communities that they interact with. So it's not even so much like, hey, like, I get to see, you know, Nick Merckx or Tifu or, you know, insert a random streamer, but I get to talk to and meet the people that I ch I'm in chat with every night, every, you know, multiple times a week. I get to finally put a picture to the face, like all that positive energy, the streamers that are there, like you come back, you come home when it's all over and you're just like, man, like you're just so just like, I'm ready to hit go live. Like I'm ready to stream. I'm ready to keep this energy going. Something I definitely want to do at some point. I definitely want to make my way over there because I, uh, I think it was on a previous podcast. I didn't know that TwitchCon was something that affiliates could go to. I thought oh, it was yeah. part, I thought it was partners or you got like an invitation type of thing. That's how that's how you got it. I didn't know it was a hey, you're affiliate, you want to go to this? Cool. Go. Yeah. You don't you don't even have to be a streamer. You can be a community member. Just hey, I don't even like I don't stream, never did a stream a day in my life, but I still can buy a ticket to go. Like it's it's cool. It's a nice environment. I don't know why I I just never looked into it. I was just like, okay. But now it's just a, hey, I'm going to save up this year and I'll go to TwitchCon this year type thing. Nice. An extra vacation. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Watch out for any foam pits. <laughs> oh, famous. There's, there's foam pits at these things? Or there's not foam pits and, and famous is just talking about more things to throw them into? I don't like I'm, that my brain associated foam pits with the. Uh, I think it was BronyCon. They had a ball pit, but uh, it it was just a child's oh. swimming pool filled with balls. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. That probably would have been better than the foam pit that they had at Twitch. Um, there were there were two major injuries. A lady, um, uh, I don't know what the proper terminology is for it, but two back injuries, like 
broken back. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how shit. you would classify it. It's like, I want to say compressed disc. Oh, there we go. Famous. I knew Famous would know because Famous has looked into it more than me. And then there's a lady that dislocated her kneecap. But my thing with the uh, the ball pit was the key word is it was bro con. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It was that's, nasty that's for all the other reasons. Uh, uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> Michael, I, I, did, I had to look that up. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I was expecting to see. Like, okay, yeah. Blue cheese um, and axe. What a combination. <laughs> I'm trying not to throw up tonight. So you're saying no alcohol? I definitely want some. After that, I definitely want some. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. So the pit was... So it's deceiving. And I guess it makes sense a little because they built like a little bit of a stage and then they had the picks. It's like kind of American gladiators where you had the, whatever, I don't know what the long thing is. It's not a joust, but whatever. Um, you're trying to knock the other person off the platform. Oh, like the horse. Yeah. Like into the pit. But the, but the problem is like you, they had these foam cubes in there. So you're thinking in my mind, my perception was there's foam cubes and then there's probably like some like something underneath it because I guess like, it's obviously not going into the floor. So there has to be something underneath it to help help cushion it. And me and my friend did it. And I knocked him off and then I flipped into it and like, ow, like there's no padding in here. Like those cubes just compressed real quick. Boom. And it's like I pretty much was flipped onto the concrete. But the thing is, like. I'm a wrestler, so it wasn't like I flipped right. It didn't hurt me as much as it probably would have. It could have hurt someone else who maybe doesn't know how to flip or like the lady literally like cannonballed in there and landed right on her tailbone. So you Oof. jumped in the air, landed on your tailbone with no padding. Ouch. It's a major ouch. And then the the staff member was trying to get her out of there before she was secured you know on a on a stretcher at all so that probably yeah. didn't help matters either it, it was just a it was bad and the worst thing is they kept running the pit for the rest of the day that those both i believe happened on saturday and that pit was running all the way until the floor closed on saturday sunday they didn't have anything there because by then you know people knew but saturday man they kept people kept doing it like okay wow that kind of sucks that's just bad Bad, bad, bad. Hopefully, I mean, it sucks about her having to have the surgery. You never want that. The very least, hopefully, she will be compensated. Yes. You know, to help. You know, obviously, to pay the bills and other things. Um, She definitely is at least deserving of that. 
Oh, let's hope she's okay. How does knee get messed up? That I don't know. That was, I, was, that was, I just noticed she was like, there was a picture of her like on the side in a lot of pain. So that like, she landed awkward. I think she landed on it. She fell in and landed on her knee. And again, you know, no padding because you can land on the cube. So you would think that and padding underneath will help cushion the fall. But the, the cubes just compress because they're they just instant compression. Like they provide no padding whatsoever. So boom, like you just they fall. They just weren't and, firm enough. Yeah. Wrong type of foam. Wrong um, density. Why am I hungry now? I don't know how I go from that to food, but I just did. <laughs> it's, it's probably the fact that every time you're on a video call with me, I sit here and eat like two grown men's worth of fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> you got chicken wings today? No, I I made myself another spam grilled cheese with mac and cheese on it. The fuck did mm. you just say to me? <laughs> it's Wait until I tell him about the spam sushi that <laughs> I learned how to make in Hawaii. <laughs> Those knees. What? Listen here, Fames. We don't want to hear your shit today. <laughs> now, Sammy, where's the food better? Overseas or here? If I'm going to be thinking about food, I got to ask about food. The correct answer is in my mom's kitchen. But assuming that is not an acceptable answer, if my mom ever hears this, love you, mom. No, I actually love my mom's food a lot. Um, but I would say, honestly, I enjoyed eating food overseas because I got to, you, there are so many things that I don't think I ever would have tried if it wasn't the fact I lived over. That's fair. Just, just being honest. Like, I love the food here. Like, I love Mexican food, and, like, I live in San Diego, so, like, the border's right there. Like, oh, God, the Mexican food down here is amazing. They, a lot of good food places here. They have pineapple on their pizza a lot of different places. They put pineapple on burgers. <laughs> Life is good. I can't complain. But overseas, it was kind of nice because I got to try it first. That's the thing. Overseas, you don't got the, hey, I'm just going to run over here to McDonald's or <laughs> in, insert favorite fast food chain here. Safe to go to every day, whatever. Yeah, you're going to try a bunch of different stuff. I had younger days whenever you're probably a little bit more picky about food because I think, I think that's a normal thing. Everybody's picky when they're younger. I know I was. I was never, ever picky. <laughs> when were you not high? Um, <laughs> zero to 20. <laughs> I've only been doing this for four years. 
fuck, Isaac's chicken tenders are in the fucking oven. No, not the chicky tendies. The tendies, no. <laughs> no, not the tendies. Ah, but Sammy, over there in California, though, you probably got all that fancy food over there. I want you to know, I came back, and it was not just chicken tenders, it was also fish sticks. How did they get in here? (laughs) Not the sticks, too. No. You got all that fancy food over there, though, Sammy. Well, the seafood is amazing. Definitely, like, I don't think I ever would have gotten the seafood if I didn't move out here because my parents are not big seafood eaters. No. And I think my first experience eating seafood was when I was in Texas when I was six. I was in a karate tournament, and then our instructor got his black belt. So we went to Red Lobster to celebrate. And one of my friends got like a it was something it may not have been red lobster it was something and he got um like trying to remember what it was that frog legs it was something that was traumatic for me i'm like you're eating what like i'm thinking you eat you eat seafood you just eat fish and he like got some not I won't say normal because I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful to seafood eaters, but as a kid, it's probably not something that you would think that you would eat. You think it's something you play with, not something you eat. So like, oh, and it just kind of like for a while, I was really opposed to seafood. But then moving out here, it's like, well, guess what? Seafood is really popular. You should eat it. Sushi is really popular. You should try it. And then I'm a fan now. Yeah, the past two years, I've tried a bunch of different sushi that I've never tried ever tried before and i'm like why didn't i start eating this a couple of years ago it took me 25 years to figure out the sushi's good and then you never turn back <laughs> um when i was at when i was in school there we had a group there was six of us and ashley she was like super passionate about like sushi's her favorite food so every other week like, i don't care what you guys have going on you'll make a plan we're just going to hit up a different sushi spot every Friday night and go have sushi. So there was some good sushi. There were some days on Saturday where I felt like I was going to die, but we found a lot of good sushi spots because of it. I found out that we actually have more around me than I knew. About. I found out in the past like two months like oh, that I have more sushi places local. For whatever reason, it was because I was looking around on DoorDash. (laughs) DoorDash doing good work. You're right there. I can walk to you. I didn't know you were there. The fuck. (laughs) But but yeah, be there in five. Exactly. (laughs) Place that order right quick. Walk on over. DoorDash always. (laughs) See. I don't know. I don't get it why why I affiliate so many like high class seafood stuff with the West Coast. I don't know why that's the first thing I think about. But but like as many burger joints as we have here on the East Coast is what I think of on the West Coast, but as seafood and finer dining. 
I don't I don't know why my brain affiliates things like that, but hope that doesn't sound horrible. Maybe. I don't know if that's normal or not. I don't know if that's true. We like our seafood out here. Um San Francisco, famous is right. San Francisco Seattle, I know I've heard of too. San Francisco. When I went, that was the first WrestleMania I went to, Levi Stadium, to cash in by Mr. Rollins. But it's like, you have to get seafood there. You have to get seafood there. And, uh-huh. yeah, me and my ex at the time, we went down to Fisherman's Wharf and like, all right, went down to the pier. I was at pier, I can't remember what the pier, pier 30, I can't remember. But we in the i think we had lunch and dinner that day from two different spots man it was so good so good even living here in san diego the the seafood i had in san francisco the best i've ever had Shit. the best i've ever had not nothing i've had since as compared to it i still like what i have don't get me wrong but it's like it was just like if this is an a that was like s minus s a plus plus whatever you want to call it really really good sammy you an anime guy hmm? are you an anime guy i, I should be should I, be that, i should be in the sense like i like anime but i have a hard time committing to stuff I'm already bad. I'm already bad with games where I'll start a game and don't finish. Anime is I think the only animes that I finish not including anything seen on Adult Swim. I think I probably could count on one hand. And I've seen a lot of others, but I just can't finish them. It's just bad. Like I feel like when I turn on my system, I'm I, I don't I don't have a Blu-ray player or a DVD player in my room. It's like I feel like even if I'm like just gonna use like the media app to watch, like I should just I have the controller in my hand, I should just play a game. And then the same thing with the computer. Like if I'm looking at stuff, like I find myself going to Twitch anyway to watch other people. Can't win. You know what? That's fair. Cause like yeah. I I got on the other night and i was just like yeah i'm gonna go and watch a couple episodes of uh anime instead i end up in discord and oh hey sammy's streaming i'm gonna go and tune in there real quick and then six hours go by zero episodes watched what the fuck am i doing (laughs) (laughs) but a famous you can be proud of me famous you can be proud of me i started i read through half of an anime and then ended up watching it super super good i actually ended up watching death note loved it Mm. loved it it's a really good one um i started future diary because i was told that it's another good psyche horror i wanted uh i wanted a psyche horror read an anime as in read them shut up (laughs) shut up you're talking about how don't watch your anime because of getting sidetracked basically you i've been i said uh, over a month ago 
I'm going to start watching Law and Order SVU. I really like the, the shorts I see on Facebook. How many episodes have I watched since I said that? One. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You're in laughs> if you wait, I don't know what famous is asking here. Oh God. Aaron Nikki, Future Diary. If you like it, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit confused, but so far I am two episodes in and I love it. I was told I should watch something different though because it's super, super dark and I shouldn't jump straight from a horror anime into a super dark one without first like watching. Because like someone, I think. I think my buddy that recommended it said, don't jump straight into it. Watch like Goblin Slayer or something else that's kind of like on the dark spectrum, but not like full fledged dark because that's where Future Diary is. Oh, like Made cool. in Abyss levels. Yeah. It was like build up to it. Okay. All right, Famous. I got you. Um, so far, it's just like I've had to rewatch the first episode three times because, like, I don't, some things are just not like making sense. So, like, put it in perspective of like Naruto and um, Naruto and Death Note both like pretty well laid out the story of what, of kind of here's what's going on here so that you don't get lost. Here's, here's all the information that you need to understand what's going on in this anime in the first episode. Whereas Future Diary is just like throwing you right in without without any training wheels, not like throwing giving you anything. You're just right into the plot, sure. which is something that's super different. But like, it's not like making it you want to like turn away either. It's more just kind of like how sometimes if you're reading something, you have to like reread a chapter or something over and over again to pick up on what they're what you're missing. Sure. There's like some like there's a game I was thinking of. I can't remember. It's like you play through the game. You don't have any con. I'm gonna remember the name. There's no context early on, but then when you beat the game, now that you have all the information, then you end up going back and replaying it because like okay, now that I know this, it gives me the context to understand the importance of this scene with this meant at in the moment, because you didn't have any of that when you started mm-hmm. stories like that are stories and movies like that are really interesting. Like it's like you have to pay attention to everything because you're trying to just put, like just, it's like a puzzle. You're trying to put stuff together, even though you don't have all the pieces, you're still just trying to figure out, you're still trying to figure out what is this? What is this? Yeah. I'm thinking about just like going through and if something still doesn't make sense, just rewatch it or go into the manga because the, because the manga, there, there's of course the manga as well. So I'm like, okay, if, if I, if I watch so many episodes and I'm still super confused, I think I'm just going to go straight to the manga. Just be like, okay, can, can you piece these, these pieces together for me? As opposed to something like Ayasha where they're like, oh, the jewel. (laughs) That's some of my favorite shows. That's one actually I am debating. That that one's probably a manga. I could probably read that one off to the side. There's so many right now. I just keep putting on a list that I want to read. I don't know. Sammy, what's one that you're working on? 
in the time in the time that you're actually spending with any currently nothing i'm still i I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything. I'd have to start fresh. Um, I think probably the last thing story-wise I know it's not one. Actually, I think it is one. But the game was such a struggle for me to play because I'm, I admit, with updated technology, I don't like to have to read everything <laughs> out loud or in my head. I'd rather they read it to me. So Psycho Pass Mandatory Happiness. I probably am like a quarter of the way through the the anime and I should probably work on getting that finished. Like I like, I don't think it's like super, super popular, but I like the premise of it. The problem is I just can't commit to keeping it. Keep, I can't commit to keeping like, okay, I'm going to watch an episode a week. An episode, like these are my days off. So I watch it, you know, episode on Thursday, maybe episode Friday. Cool. I just can never commit to it. Something always comes up. So I should probably finish that. Especially because I'm never going to make it through the game. That's the thing. When when I watch or read any anime or manga, I binge the crap out of it and then I get burnt out and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, I can't watch it. Cause like, so that's why it took me a year to watch all of Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. I had to I would watch like 50 to 60 episodes in like two days and then two or three days. And then, okay, I can't watch it anymore. I, I need to do something else. I need to watch something else. Watch YouTube, watch Twitch, watch anything else on my time that I'm, I can normally watch stuff. Famous, you might have to send me that one because anything psyche horror or psyche thriller is probably up my alley. Um, I know Tokyo Ghoul was recommended to me. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho was recommended to me. I'm going to I'm going to check those out at some point. Um whenever I went and picked up Death Note, I was also looking at Jujutsu Kaisen and was debating about that one too. Yes, yeah, I don't get it. I whenever I'm in the mood for anime, that's the only thing I'm in the mood for. I I watch a little bit and well, I watch a lot and then I won't be able to touch it for like a month. I think probably the last one, like I have having to think back. I was a big Gundam fan growing up. Okay. So the um tsunami after school. <laughs> oh my cool was Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Gundam Wing. Those were peak days. I love me some Gundam. And then one that came later on, because I'm a big detective guy like growing up, I didn't read a lot. But I used to love reading the Hardy Boys, not the yes. wrestlers, but the detectives. And man, um, I saw something on, you know, late night. It's a uh, case closed. And that show, I, I don't know why that show, like it gravitated to me so much. I not only have I seen all the episodes, I think they sold them in the PlayStation store. And I literally just bought all of them and I have them on an external hard drive or something. Didn't need to buy them, but I'm just like, I just want them here for ease of 
to watch whenever. And I think I've gone back and actually watched them. Like every time I go home, my dad still has a PS3. So I go home for Christmas, I take the external psycho watching. I was like, haven't you seen all those episodes? Like, eh, yeah, just, you know, I'm just chilling, just relaxing. Is that the Still same Gundams though? Is that the same Gundams that are in that Gundam Tipsy? What's that game that we were playing? Gundam Evolution. Yeah, Gundam Evolution. Is that the same Gundams from that show that you were talking about, Sam? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the game. I just know um, there's been different variations of the, the Gundam anime, but I know Gundam Wing is probably my favorite. That one just, it didn't matter what was going on. I'll hold off on eating dinner if I have to. If I have to cut the grass, like, can I just wait until this episode's over? (laughs) Like, I need to see this as soon as it comes on. Wait, Turtle, are you asking if Gundam Evolution is same as the anime? I'm asking if it's the same Gundams. Like, if it's the Gundams that were in all that is the ones that that were brought into that game, I guess. I wasn't sure. I mean, that is certain Gundams that are in the anime. I, 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 what is your question going? <laughs> I was just asking if it was the same ones. Like, if that's the one, if those Gundams were ba- were the ones that were in the Thingamajigger in the anime show. Thingamajigger. Fucking A little bit too much thinking for me, man. My head hurts. <laughs> it's gonna make me want to go back and start watching Gundam now. I have I've missed a lot of of the I've missed a lot of the series. I'm a big there's there aren't a lot of video games these days. I'd have to look. I'm pretty sure they're older, but they're not as mainstream as they used to be. So I remember growing up this really shitty game on the PS2 Assault Rigs I'm probably the only person that's ever heard of the game I used to play the hell out of it because you used to play like it wasn't like wit mechs but it was kind of mech like oh man it's such a terrible game I didn't care but then the Armored Core games on the PS2 or PS2 slash PS3 and then one of my favorite games of all time Armor core forming the front on the PSP. You could manually control them, but the idea was making, like building your mech and then it being controlled by the AI. Like you basically planning an AI inside of it to do, like to think of it like an RPG where there's um, an AI that's programmed to do certain things in certain orders. And then you build the mech. Oh god, the game's so much fun. Just the trial and error of just seeing if I do this, what does this do with this with this mech compared to what it does with this mech? So much fun. That game was just a sink full of time. Sounds like uh, co- Command and Conquer. Sounds. I I love the shit out of Command and Conquer. Kane's Wrath. Being able to like yeah, make set, being able to set up a little base and then send. Uh, I'd always play as Scrin and being able to send the little tripods that off and with shoot their little lasers. Love that game. You don't get to control anything. You just send them off and they, they target whatever you click on. 
Sometimes yeah. it's kind of easier that way. Maybe. Except for whenever apparently sometimes they grow their own brains and mm-hmm. decide you, you click on to go do something, but then they see something else, so they go target that instead. And then you start yelling, Timmy, no, go the other way. <laughs> now you brought up the Hardy Boys books, but did you read The Magic Treehouse? It's a long time ago. <laughs> Magic Treehouse was my shit when I was in first grade. They said, you got to read a chapter book. I said, okay, Magic Treehouse it is. First, first book has a giant dinosaur on I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> guy. I like that guy. He sounds like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. basically, that was my, ch- my childhood. If I wasn't reading or the world they told me, I had wrestling autobiography. There's, there's one book I think of. It was when I was in seventh grade. And our, um, we had the, like our, our teacher was a big reader. So she had her own like book. She had, she had two bookshelves in her, in her classroom. And we had to borrow a book from her to read. And there's a, a book, like we just randomly got a signed book. So we had no say so in what we got. And we just had to read it. It's like, man, this kind of sucks. Like, at least I want to read something that I'm somewhat interested in, you know? Like, I'm not already a big reader at that age. So at least let me pick something I like to make it more enjoyable. And I remember getting a sign a book called The Moves Make the Man. So I'm like, hmm, like, well, there's a guy in front playing basketball. It's probably not going to be a bad book. And then when I read the book, like, it's, oh, she single handedly picked that one out for me. I'm like, I remember at the the end of the semester, like, I'm just curious why you picked the book out. He's like, I figured that it'd be something that you could relate to. So it is about a, it's about a young black kid that is in high school that is forced to move across the country. It's like he lived in like a big city on the East coast. And then he had to move across the country and live in like a really small town. And he has to leave all his friends behind. And this is me, you know, getting ready to leave Germany to come back to the States and have to essentially start over. But this kid moves to a small town, becomes best friends with probably the most un... There's no way those two guys would have became friends in any other scenario. And they become the best of friends. And it's just one of those like, hey no matter where you go, no matter where you are in life, there's always something good. You know, there's always a potential for something good to happen. And just kind of a reminder, because I was so bummed out. Like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to have to start over again. And getting to read that book, like it was a nice reminder, like, hey, you should be looking forward to this move. There are there are good things that are going to come from this. So it was nice. As a matter of fact, I don't have it. I don't think I have it with me. But I actually bought the book as of when I got older, just so I could have a copy of it. I don't think I have one. I think it's at my parents' house. It's a good book. That's pretty great. Smart teacher. Now, does she know going into this, the year or the semester or whatever that you were moving back, back to the States? Or was this whenever you got back to the States? No, it was a little bit before. Because I was like, I guess my... My whole demeanor changed. I just kind of shut down some. So I'm like, 
oh, I'm going to have to leave my friends behind here. And it was just kind of like, I still did good in school, but I just wasn't as engaged as I had been in the past. And I think like probably had a talk with my parents, like, so he's still doing good, but he doesn't participate as much. He doesn't volunteer to answer. When we do like group stuff, he's not as, you know, he still gets his, his part done, but he's just not as engaged as he normally is. What's going on? They thought maybe it might be something at home. It's like, well, we're getting ready to move. So yeah, it's a nice uh, gesture on her part. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's one of those things that going back to people, there are still good people, and it was it was nice to know that. Okay, so I was over there that um, school still uh, cared, like teachers weren't just there for a paycheck they actually cared about their students. I mean, I, from what I've been hearing from like my uncle, how my little cousin's doing the school and things, it doesn't seem that way very much anymore. I mean, just these past couple of years, I mean, I don't know if it's still because of COVID. I don't know if you can still blame it on COVID. It seems like people are more going to their jobs just for their paycheck, not, not for they actually care to try to improve themselves or try to improve betterment of the company that they're working or anything like that. They just care. Hey, I'm here for my paycheck and then going home. I'm here for my cell phone. Like whatever happened to, Hey, I'm going in here. I'm and being proud of what you've done. I went in there. I did that. Look at it. It looks awesome. I fucking did that. Like whatever happened to that. Dying art form. Dying art form. I mean, I mean look, the people that, that built the Eiffel Tower, man, people, people still go today and will go there and want to take a picture in front of that thing. That, those people are probably fucking proud of themselves. Like, whatever happened to that, people that built Fenway Park, people that built any of that stuff. Shit, every, I, me as a Yankees fan would actually like a picture in front of the, the green monster. As a Yankees fan, I, I don't mind saying. Yeah, things aren't the same. There's still, like you said, though, there's still good people out there. You just when you when you come, when you cross their paths, you definitely appreciate, you know, different things in your own life a lot more because of them. Shit, man, I can say that about when. When I was, um, so there was a couple of times that I debated about messaging you, Sammy, about trying to get you on here on the podcast. There was a couple of times that I debated about it, but I was like, I typed out the message, never hit send. And then I forget when I actually did it, but I was just like, I was scared shitless and then I hit the button. And then when, when you finally actually messaged back, I was like, wait, yes, yes, this is happening. Just like holy shit, people are actually still nice. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely terrible about that. I apologize because no joke. I'm pretty sure I told I told famous like I literally have a message typed out and I forgot to hit send in a whisper. And I'm pretty sure actually right now my best friend I have a text like that I typed out and I didn't send to him. I'm terrible at doing that. So I'm like just get me on a call, <laughs> get me on a phone call or get me in Discord so I can just tell you. <laughs> 
because otherwise I am like notoriously bad at that. Like no joke. My mom called me. I had an I had an interview for a job with Sony. And I have a third interview, which will obviously be the last one. Oh, I hope it's the last one. But they told me it's the last one next week. And my mom I told my mom I would, I would let her know how it went. And I sent, like, I typed up the text and one of my bosses needed something. So then I, you know, just put the phone down, went and helped, totally forgot that I was texting her. Literally went the whole day and then finally, like, around seven, like, around six thirty, seven o'clock, she called me, like, so were you going to, like, were you not going to say anything? Like, what do you mean? I texted you. You didn't text me anything. I opened up the text message. Boom. I have a wall of text that I forgot to hit send to. Terrible. Wait, yeah. that, that interview they were talking about, about that other job, that was with Sony? Mm-hmm. Keeping my fingers crossed. Dude, that'd be big. That would be yeah. awesome. Shit. Well, corn. Ever hear that? Anytime there's any issues with that PlayStation, you just <laughs> call Sammy. <laughs> the PS5, the, the Seto Kaiba machine. There you go. That far so good, dude. I still need to get one of those. I still need to get me a PS5. I I want to upgrade for my four so bad, but I just don't know. Since I'm here on PC, I I just don't know if I really want to. I mean, if they kill off the servers and everything for PS4 to where I can't play Predator with them, I guess I have to upgrade to it. I don't know. I don't know if I really want to, Sam. How do you feel about yours? So this is going to release this after what I just said. It's going to sound terrible. Oh, no. The system that I have and I will... I can vouch for it with playtime. The system that I have enjoyed myself on the most the last five years has been the Switch. PlayStation 5 is still a bit too early to judge. I've only I've had it for what, like a year and a half now. Um some of the experiences are still tailored. Like you're the hybrid. We need to make it work on the PS5, but still make it work on the PS4 for people that don't have it yet. So they haven't fully they haven't you know, only went next gen. On. Yeah. So there's that. But with the Switch, I like I do most of my speed running on that system because I like the controller a lot for for the precision. But just the games they have, it's the experience is fun. And that's something that is feel like is a forgotten art in games a lot right now. I agree one hundred percent on that. Now when you play your Switch, uh do you play it um, with the little Joy-Cons and then on TV, or do you play it like Joy-Cons slid onto the onto the screen itself, like as a handheld? How do you mainly play controller as much as possible? If I have to play with the Joy-Cons, uh, I'll do it if I have to. Like I'm thinking of the first Mario Party that came out. But for the most part, give me the controller. Which one? And if I have Which to play with um, Super, Super Mario Party. Okay. So then you have Mario Party Superstars. You could use a controller for that. But Super Mario Party, you could only use a Joy-Con. Like, 
feel like superstars is better. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So I just got my wife a uh a switch last year for Christmas. Um I grabbed her one and I was like I was like asking around like, hey, I just want to get her like two, three games just to like start out so that we have something to play for the, throughout the year. We still haven't bought another game for that thing since because I think I play it more than she does. <laughs> now, granted, the best thing that I could have done, and actually I almost did not do it, but the best thing I could have done was got her Animal Crossing. She fucking loves Animal Crossing. I got that for my daughter. That <laughs> orphan plays that. Dude, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it because I can be sitting right beside her watching her play this game. I don't fucking understand a thing about, about that game. But as far as the other games that I got, I got her, we got Smash Brothers <laughs> and Infinite Fun. It really is. Like Christmas Day, um, we had a bunch of friends over. We all got drunk playing fucking Smash Bros. And one of the other ones brought over um, brought over Mario Kart. What was the other game I got? We got Smash. We got Animal Crossing. And I think the other one that we got was uh, Super Mario Party. I think I grabbed that too. We've had a lot of fun on that too. It's, but I mean, it's only been like two, two of us playing. So. I'm buying a crap ton of stuff for my daughter that she can play over here because she's not that familiar with it yet, but it was an excuse for me to get uh, Mario Party Origami King even though I haven't played it yet. We have most of the Zelda games because Bethany's like big on Zelda. I wanted the um, Link's Reawakening, so I got she got me that for my, I think for Christmas. I don't have Odyssey yet again. We got rid of that when we needed money, but I've got every other Mario game on there. Super Mario All-Stars. Um, I mean, what other hey, games up? are there? Mario Kart. What's up, E-Card? What's up, buddy? I have Mario Maker 2. need to get that back. I need Good. to go get a couple games. Uh, I need to get us our own copy of... Uh, yeah, mistakes. <laughs> of um, Mario Kart. The game that I need the DLC. They just have them adding all like uh, a season pass type deal where they're adding all the old classic tracks and cups back into the game. Hey, e card, uh, congrats, buddy. Happy to hear that. Uh, whenever you're able to, I'm guessing probably gotta wait on a certain certain thing, but that's awesome. Whenever you are able to, you do that. That's that's wonderful. Keep me updated. I want to get that cow along this collection. It's worth it. Yeah, I want to. Well, I got a personal goal. We were talking about games like not being finished. They first TMNT for the NES. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I got to do that one. Yeah. But then I noticed more tricks than I did when I was a kid, so I'm very fatigued. Reminds me, the other thing I think of with the Switch too, I like RPGs a lot. So the portability and the fact that I don't have to be at home to sit down and play an RPG on the PS5 
I can be at work. I could be at a friend's house, passenger in the car and just, you know, be able to knock out a couple, you know, grind for 30 minutes or whatever. And they have so like they have good current stuff and then they have good retro stuff, too, because you can get, you know, Final Fantasy 7 through 12 on there. You got Star Ocean, First Departure on there. Um, I think they have one of the earlier Fire Emblems. Like they have so many and then they're remaking them because it's like just it's easy to do and like, oh yeah, we'll put it on the Switch. Like, yeah, please do. There's a lot of RPGs and those are those are big time sinks. Oh yeah. I mean I mean, and there's always the old nostalgia stuff, always on Nintendo stuff. Like you can now be in the car just playing your playing some Mario, just doing your thing. I mean, they're always doing the different things with Mario. Now the, the whichever Mario. which Whichever one that they made the yarn game for, I forget if that was Kirby or if that was Yoshi. 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 Was, that game looks so adorable. I don't know why, but that game was adorable. It, it was, or is, was, nah, whichever. Um, <laughs> it, it was. I just, they take such good care. Um, not that Sony and Microsoft don't, but I think the big thing, Nintendo, they don't get that third party support that other that the other consoles have. So yeah. they really have to hit home runs with their IPs and they like we will not put this out here unless it is perfect. And their 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 Nintendo Nintendo experiences are really fun, whether it's Kirby whether it's Zelda, whether it's Mario, like they take good care of their of their their characters. Would you say that they care more about quality versus quantity? Yes, definitely. Corn, you've heard that from me before, haven't you? Yeah. I I don't I don't know what it is, but with with Nintendo, I've always seen that where certain things, certain times and I think the comparison thing that I've always said about what when it comes to the consoles and them all having the rivalry, I think that Nintendo, in a way, has learned that they are the best at doing handhelds. Yeah. Because I don't remember Microsoft doing one, but Sony had their the PSP, which I think was a win. I think the PSP was a great thing. Microsoft's had PSP. prototypes. That's about it. I think the closest thing they have really technically is the Steam thing that they're doing. The Steam, I forget what that's called. Is it the Steam Deck? Yeah, that's my best PC based. Yeah. Like Xbox Xbox is only at prototype handhelds. They had one around the original Xbox generation, if I remember right, that they never released. See, I don't remember anything. But could like imagine Halo and on handheld. <laughs> could, you imagine Gear, could you imagine Gears of War? Gears of War on a fucking handheld. That would be fun. Take that. Did some take crazier that stuff in the Nintendo days, though. So I mean, hey man, <laughs> taking taking Gears of War to school and saying, "Hey, t- teacher, teacher says show and tell." Hey, I just ran with a chainsaw up to this guy and went. <laughs> Or if, was, or if it was back in enough time, maybe some lollipop chainsaw on 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 a handheld, take it that to school. Lord. Hey, did you get that achievement? Yeah, look, this is all you had to do. Upper skirt. 
<laughs> my fa- I think my favorite thing like handheld was I remember when PSPs were first coming out. I really enjoyed that. PSP some, was probably some, one you could of the best link on PS2 games to your like uh, mobile version. You get free shit. Crash tag team racing. I don't oh, know. Okay, famous. One of the best. It's, it had some good stuff. The only thing it was missing, I think that was the Vita had, they added the right analog stick, but the P, the, the, the PSP didn't have it, it was but weird. they still compensated for it pretty well. So I yeah, remember say it was surprising. It was, I was surprised it played that good with on one stick. I'll be honest. Yeah. Cause some of the games you would think like, Oh, we have a couple of shooters. I think there was a couple of siphon filters. They did ape escape. They remade the original Ape Escape on PSP. That was it was horrible because it was trying to like it, that game needs two sticks. I mean, they did okay, but like it's just like I'd rather play the original at that point. Yeah. Oh, the crazy no. stuff that we played when we were younger that we nowadays we'd be like, "There's no way I'd accept anything like that." <laughs> And then you go back and you're playing like, yeah, this is awesome. Yep, Marble we, Madness, there's one. I, I just mm. want to play Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> Sammy, did you play one that wonderful game? I cannot say that I did. Kiwi I'm Craze. definitely aware of it, though. Part of it? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better. Mario, Super Mario 3, though. Is that the one? That's the one. That is the game. That's the boy? Okay. Yeah, that's the one I might, yeah. Well, they all have their own special spot in my heart, but Mario 3 is a game I've played so many times over. I gotta see the cover. Oh. I, I mean, I gotta be the one with the rock cone. Okay. I see which one that is. That's the one that drives me fucking insane. Okay. <laughs> yeah, boy. There you go, turtle. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I mean, the original games I actually got, and this is the one that usually bugs people, but this isn't my OG copy, but this one has a working battery in it. Wow. Is that? Legend of Zelda, the original oh, one. Oh, the I've had... I've had like seven or eight different versions of this gold one. This is notorious for being overplayed and the battery going dead inside. But Friday the 13th. Impressive. I got rid of my Friday the 13th. I was stupid. All right. Nightmare on Street. I did at one point. Yeah. And both of them had a lot of good games. I was so mad whenever I looked them up online and had to pay $38 to get the combo pack of them, too. Mm-hmm. I was slowly building my collection back. Like, I've got the original Bomberman, uh, Blaster Master. Brand I picked Bomberman. up. <laughs> what did I pick up recently? Snack, Rattle, and Roll. I mean, it's slowly building the old collection up. Base Wars, that's one of my favorite classics. What would you say is your most prized possession right now? Ugh. Like any system? Yep, any system. Uh, like someone asks what's your favorite and you just like this. 
this bad boy right here? Man, that's a hard question. At one point, it would have been the would be probably any copy of my Final Fantasy X would probably be in there because I've got collectors of each one that they did when they did all the remakes. But I wouldn't say that's prized possession. That's just one of those ones like stuck on an aisle and pick three games. That'd be one of them. Man, that's a oof. I could be here all night on that one. <laughs> Price wise, probably that that TMNT Turtles in Time, but that's not the most expensive game I have. I've got a copy of uh, Paper Mario: Thousand Year Door that shot up after COVID went live for over a hundred dollars a copy. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> There's probably some obscure one in there at some point. I think he's getting more at your personal. Not just. I know that's a hard choice too, though. Because I mean, Mario Three is probably in the top three if we're going to say games. And I'm like, because I bought that on every system that has come out for it since since the NES. I mean, I've got the Super Mario All Stars for Super Nintendo. I have the the All Stars pack. Uh, you can get for your Wii, even though it's the cheaper version, not the collector's edition. I mean, what are the play? They're, they've been on the virtual marketplaces for both the consoles. I've got the handheld version, Super Mario 3, but it's definitely probably one of the ones I'm like. Mario games in general, though. But Mario Power Tennis? I don't have that. But I do have both the Mario Strikers games, except for now there's not an exception. There's three of them. I don't have the Switch one yet, but I have. Uh, Super Mario Strikers for the GameCube. I have uh, Strikers Charge for the, uh, the Wii. And they're starting the to become so kind good. of obscure. Because it's good. Yeah, like he said, they're good. People uh, don't want to get rid of them. For some reason, the Mario sports games always are home runs. Just in general. I even had, I even had fun with the baseball. I think that was on the, was that on GameCube. the GameCube. That was on yeah. GameCube. Mario Power Sluggers or something like that. Is that what it was? I think, it's super, I think it was Super Sluggers. It was Super Sluggers? I think so. Uh, Tipsy died again. I didn't die. Yes. Oh. I don't know if I have it anymore, but I did have that, but that might have been the X's. I mean, I have Super Sluggers anymore, but I definitely have Strikers. I bought Strikers. I don't have any GameCube games. We discussed that the other night. There's only like six, I think it's six of them. Um, Smash Melee, Thousand Year Door, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, probably my favorite oh, GameCube yeah. game. Um, it's <laughs> definitely between it's definitely between that and uh, Super Smash. That was I one. I can never remember the last one, one though. I can't ever remember the sixth game. I always have to look. Like I always remember five out of the six. My eyes not that good. Mm-hmm. Wow. How can I not see it? 
about the rest of you. What's your what would you say is your most prized game? Prize game? I wouldn't. I don't. I think I did mention it, but charge being the or being the sixth one, just not realizing it. Rocket League, absolutely not. Tipsy, what do you got? Because I need a minute. Uh, Prize game. I'm actually good at anything. Oh no, just something that's close to your heart, Tipsy. There's another classic that I don't feel like gets enough credit. The original DKC. Everybody always talks about the second one. But the first one kind of brought it to the the map. Two doesn't happen with the success of the first. Exactly. I hate how you said something close to your heart and my brain just went fucking crazy, Taxi. <laughs> I actually have I actually have a copy of that for uh, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah. That one and the second one. I have both of them, funny enough. I bought them on the night I got it. Again, same dude I get all my other good shit from. He just happened. It's like 30 bucks. And I'm like, really? That's it? Yeah. I even got a original copy of uh, the first Soul Calibur with it. So I walked off of three good games that night. And I think I only own four or five real Dreamcast games. One of the other ones, not other than the three that just got mentioned, is... um. Tokyo Extreme Racer, the original. That's, I think the rest of them might. I don't think that might even be it. I think one's links links uh crossbow training, or and or Wii Sports. 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 It's just hearing Crazy Taxi just brings me back. I remember when. We yeah, it's next to the Wii Sports. Like, That's why I laugh. I'm like, I don't know why I randomly so threw it in there. I'm glad I don't drive like that in real life. I was concerned. My dad was concerned. He's like, if you drive like this in video games, I don't know if I want to teach you to drive in real life. The arcade version always got the best <laughs> nostalgia for me, to be honest with you. That was still the favorite one. But that's one I didn't I haven't collected a lot of games for. They're expensive. That brings me back to the first time I ever played any GTA. I think I was had to be seven and my uncle set me up playing san andreas and i remember trying to follow the the rules of the road so impeccably but i definitely could not (laughs) it starts that way and then it's just like oh i can do this i can do that okay let's do this and see what happens and then yeah it just I came into Grand Theft Auto at like two back in the PlayStation. And I remember somebody being like, dude, Grand Theft Auto 3. And I'm like, if it's anything like the second one, I mean, every time they're like, nah, it doesn't do that anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean? I remember when I thought three was going to, you know, it was going to be like the crazy Grand Theft Auto of all of them. And now, I mean, in five, you can literally like free aim everything and you can walk around and it doesn't have to, you don't have to, things don't auto aim for you anymore. Like you can do it the right way. Never thought I'd see it going that far. I thought three was crazy. <laughs> like, radio station is probably the best though. That and Vice City. Vice City had such great 80s radio stations. Good, yeah. I think Vice City did have the best. 
I think so. But if I had to pick one game that would be my prized game that I have owned physically, probably be Ninja Gaiden 2 on the NES or or Friday the 13th on NES. It'd be one of those two. Dude, that's sad. You know, the messed up part is, is you're, you're going to hate me for this one. That's one of the easier ones to get right now. <laughs> yeah, that one. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the important one to the trilogy yet, but I've got, I got one and two. I need, uh, go. I need the black ship. I picked that one. I picked two up, I think, when I was like, it was in the 20 or under range. I got lucky on that one. I think okay. I think I paid twenty five. I think I since we're there, we'll throw the old, we'll throw the old Mick kids up on the screen too. The <laughs> steel copy of a Mario platformer from McDonald's. A lot of random goodies in here. I got Pac Man, River City Ransom. There's one that everybody always yeah, raves about. That's a that's a classic one. There. There's a really Good classic shitty one, but I love it. Skate or die. I mean, I got a lot of nice endings. I thought you were going to say E.T. (laughs) No, I don't have that one, surprisingly. I don't have have many Genesis games, either. I have the... Because I was stupid and got rid of my SNES versions, but I have Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. I got 1, 2, and Ultimate MK3 for the Genesis, and I think I have, like, one other Genesis... Two other Genesis games, maybe. One of them, Sonic. I know Sonic 3D uh, Blast for sure, but I've gotten rid of so many Genesis's over the years. Just cause I, I somehow I like, even though I had it gotten both, I went more towards Nintendo. That was before my Talking brain was going to go. Ooh, I like everything. Because when I got older, I had a <laughs> PS2 until somebody showed Xbox to me. And then, hey, have you played Halo? It's Halo. Oh man, I went down <laughs> all the rabbit holes. I got a PS3 like, because uh, of resistance. Talking about uh, like uh, old games and you know just finding retro things. I remember when Isaac and I went to the outdoor flea market, and we got separated. And he's like showing me all of his goodies at the end of the night, and he's like, "Look what I found for five dollars." It was just a, a topic of caution and seaman. And he was super excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I haven't heard of that game in so long. Good times. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I think the thing I've gotten the most views from watch, from people watching me play on Twitch has been, like, PS1 games. Going back to, like, my childhood roots i played a lot of ridge racer type 4 and i did a lot of gran turismo and gran turismo the one video after like a week and a half got me almost 100 views and I'm like hey, wait people want to watch gran turismo too like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing anything super special i definitely had a lot of wrecks there was one or two races i didn't do great in, so i know it wasn't you know but they say it's about the experience so you know what i mean maybe we got to look at it from that perspective yeah, the new stuff is cool, but it's like you just connect with man. Like something that's up in my head. Someone plays 
they're just a casual playthrough of Donkey Kong Country. It's their first time playing, and I'm sitting there Ooh. watching. It's just like you're like you're excited because you know the game and you know how much fun you had with it. And it's nice to sit there and watch someone have that experience for the first. Oh time. yeah, oh yeah, especially with games like that. Trying to get my girlfriend to go the whole way through Super Mario Brothers three. She hasn't been patient enough yet. Like you gotta crank through that one whole time, the whole way through. And I mean I'm talking like NES style, not or Super Nintendo, where you can stop it wherever you want. Like yeah. start to beginning. Yeah. No warp whistles. Oh. Even though I do have time even when I play without them, I collect them anyway. I don't know, there's just something fun about doing it. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I have been up since 7 a.m. and it is now reaching one. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have to call it. <laughs> you got to call it? All right. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. All right. Have a good night, Tipsy. All right. Have a good night. Sleep well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Blue you for joining us. Blue Fire Mage, how are you doing? Um, Sammy, there's really one more thing I really wanted to touch on with you, and that's uh, you were talking one time with me, well, not with me, but on your stream about you wanting to do a podcast. I remember you telling a little bit about that, but uh, you can you refresh that on me? Like, like what, you, what your idea was for it and whatnot? Well, it's two things. Kind of three things. One, I think the one thing that always gets talked about in my chat is sports. And I'm totally fine with that. So I like sports too. So a lot of people that are in my channel are either A, sports fans or B, wrestling fans. I'm, I'm passionate about both. Maybe not as much as I'm finding out, maybe not as much as other people are. I still enjoy them a lot. I say wrestling truly is my favorite hobby in front of video games. Um, so for me, I had did one before, but I stopped because of the time commitment. I think I was committing two days a week, which made it difficult because I'm trying to stream. And then I'm also trying to try and work on pay bills. Um, Originally, when I did it, it was to talk sports and to talk wrestling. But now that I've had some time to kind of sit and think about what I want to do, I want to do something different. Still kind of do the same. But it was more of like, I am, when it comes to sports, I'm more of a, why does this work? Just in general, just as a, as a person. I'm a, you can't tell me. It's like, okay, well, in a sports sense, well, Brady threw three touchdowns or Jameis threw two interceptions. Like, okay, but how did it happen? Can you show me the play? Oh, here's the highlight. No, no, no. Like, can you show me the play? Like, can I see the film? Can I break it down and understand why did this happen? Why did this, why was this a touchdown? Why did this, like, what happened leading to this interception? Um, something that you kind of had mentioned earlier when I was in, when I was in, I think I talked about a little bit earlier this week when I was in high school. I played wide receiver and I played defensive end and some safety, but I was really big. Like wide receiver was my primary position, but I used to sit with the offensive coordinator and 
when he would go through like watching the film of you know tape of the other high like the, the other high school team that we were gonna play and like trying to install the game plan like I would sit with him and you know chime in and watch and he'd break stuff down and I'm seeing what he's breaking down and that really stuck with me because when I originally graduated from high school my plan was to go to UNLV and get a coaching degree he kind of thought man this is really interesting like sports is fun to play but would it be fun to score a touchdown or would it be fun? Would it be more fun to scheme up a play that leads to a touchdown? Because like, Hey, I think you're going to call X on defense. So I can exploit it by calling Y and then seeing everything that happens leading to the score. And I think with a, like talking sports, trying to help people understand why things happen as opposed to just, you know, reporting on what is happening, just to help them give an un- get an understanding of why things happen so they can get more of an appreciation for it. Um, Wrestling-wise, I'm a big fan, and I don't think a lot of people really watch before the Attitude Era, at least that I talked to. And a lot of people didn't watch WCW, so me giving a chance to, getting the chance to bring people to they open their eyes to what WCW had for it was different in some aspects it was better some it was worse but just to kind of open people's eyes like hey this is cool no you can accept access all of this and see this like the WWF the WWE is not the only thing that has ever existed for wrestling you know there are other promotions that did good work so that's kind of what I want to do with it. Sports, you know, I'll cover my teams with just the general, you know, baseball, football, some basketball, some hockey, and then wrestling just kind of shed light on, you know, hey, WCW, I did, you know, I watched the first episode of Monday Night Show. What did I think? What was good? What was bad? What matches, like, what's the match to watch on it? Um, What is there to you know, build on going to the next show. Like, I think things like that would be pretty cool. Not just for people that just, you know, just casually watch it, but again, something to help you understand and know, like you understanding what's happening behind the scenes to, you know, going forward to make you appreciate it more. Open for. Game plan, game, uh, idea of when or where to find that whenever you start it, or you're going you're gonna to stream it like I am here. What's your plan? The plan is it's going to start next month. I'm going to do um, the hard thing is going to be committing to keeping it to exactly an hour (laughs) because an hour hour is hard. It's very difficult. I'm going to have to figure that out. I want to do it. Um. I want to do it on, I'll stream it. And then I think for the affiliates, there is a, I think now it's 20. I think that reduced used to be 72 hour. I think it's 24 hour wait before you can put it on YouTube. So I'm going to end up putting them all up on my YouTube channel. Okay. So I'll stream it live. I'll interact with the people that are there. And then afterwards exported wait the 24 hours and then throw it up on YouTube and, you know, put in a playlist so people can follow along. 
um, and just kind of go from there. Mix in some video games since I like that. The big one big thing for me, I have a friend who is like hardcore about looking at the week releases and digging through every game that is being released and finding a gem in there. So like looking at the the underrated or underappreciated, whatever you want to call it, the hidden gem of the mall. Because there's some good games that come out that just get, you know, they get left out because, hey, God of War is coming out. Call of Duty is coming out. That draws so much attention. There are games, quality games that are coming out, whether it's Steam, whether it's on the console that just get kind of left out. And being able to find some of those games, say, hey, like, yeah, Call of Duty came out. We're having a good time with it. But this game was $20. And this is a really great experience. You should check it out. I feel like that happened with Stray. Yes, it's a really, really good game. It didn't get the attention that it should have got because it just didn't. Um, I don't know what came out around the same time as Stray. I think there was another release that kind of took the it took the uh, the bells and whistles away from it. But I mean, Stray at full price is forty bucks. I think I saw it recently on sale for like thirty two or thirty five. Bethany bought it. I was gonna say I still plan on buying it and playing it on stream because it is super fun, super adorable. I mean, you can play around with the cameras. I think it's absolutely hilarious that you can do that. You know what else is pretty funny about that game? What's up? <laughs> there is a GDQ event earlier this week, and I saw someone speed running it. I'm like, geez. Someone speed ran stray. Yes. I don't remember what the time was or what the world record was. I'm like, holy crap, like you really can speed run anything. I, I it, it totally surprised me. Like, Some things more popular than others, but there's definitely a lot of different different games being done. Now do people speed run um the twisted metal games? I haven't seen one, but I can check for you real quick. I'm pretty sure someone has. There's I've people speed run the Mortal Kombat arcade mode. Yeah. There's there's nothing that is off limits. As a matter of fact, the answer is yes. <laughs> wow. And funny wow, the world record, I'm looking twisted metal two. On medium tournament, the world record was set a month ago. Really? Yeah. 22 minutes, 17 seconds. Oh. Damn. That's insane. Getting at it. Damn. I think that's one of the things I really, that makes me really gravitate to speed running is that as someone because most of the games i do are retro it's games that i grew up playing that i enjoy playing and it helps breathe life back into the game i could casually play through super mario world and have a blast but now that you give me speed running as an option it gives me something else to motivate me to go back to the game a game that i already like and already is like in good standing in my eyes it's i i think it's i don't know who even came up with that like to actually make this like as who's help 
the people in the beginning that made speed running what it is like to lead us down this path. But I really appreciate it because there's like there's all kinds of games that you can do. And I just think that's really cool, especially for for us that are older that grew up playing these games to be able to go back and be able to find something in it to keep us. You know, games that were at our heart at kids get to be as an adult as well. Yeah. Well, I can see you doing that with Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, at some point, probably. I feel like it could be a thing. There's some insane records out there for that, though. How many of those games are there? Mainline? Here you ask, oh, Lord. Eight? You're asking somebody who's tired and half buzzed. Um, I think it's, I want to say eight. Eight. That's what I want to say. Corn, you were looking. You were looking like that. I definitely thought you were looking at your collection. No, that's way over <laughs> there. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a series I didn't play much of, but I believe Corn. I was watching one of your streams whenever you were playing. It might even be. It might even be nine. If you count deadlocked. Actually, that doesn't include. Um, it doesn't include the mobile. If if it's console, it's nine. If it's mobile, or, well, or actually, nine. well, in terms of like single story, it's nine. Okay. Yeah. But then we have the mobile games. Two mobile games, all for one and full frontal assault. I was gonna say yeah, mo- mo- like multiplayer esque games. And then depending on what you want to do with the Ratchet and Clank remake, because it's technically not number one, but it's a remake. So I don't know like where that fits in. There's a lot. There is a lot. There you go. A- there's, a, there's a bunch of content for you. You've been <laughs> what, what the strange. There you go. Speed run those oh, games man. for me. I got to go back there before I would decide which one or where I want to start before I do that. Got to know the game go. in and out, man. Practice go runs. Practice nine. runs. Go one through nine. <laughs> Oh, pay. pay me, huh? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Ad time. Oh, look, I'm watching on one of my channels, and it's like I just looked up, and I'm like, oh, ads. Ooh, twitching. Yeah. I get for that Papa John's pizza though. Bring it to my house. Let's do right. it. Right now at 2 a.m.? I'll, I'll eat a Papa John's pe- pepperoni pizza shit. Good judge me. Corn, <laughs> is there anything else you want to ask him? Because th- this was, of course, your favorite one to come up. Uh, yeah. Oh, we've answered a lot of questions I've been kind of wanting to ask. It's been coming across. like <laughs> Famous. You're still here. Um, face. If you could have a retro console you don't have, what would you buy? Like if there was no money for an option. Hmm. Totally famous is playing Metal Gear Solid, but he's going to lie and probably say Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hmm. 
Someone ban that nerd. <laughs> I think for me. I technically have an. I was going to say Super Nintendo, but I technically have. I say technically because my sister has it. I just haven't got it from her yet. Oh man. Um, I still have some games. I think for me, it probably would be the Genesis. Hey, there we go. Um, one of the one of the things I hated a lot is being a kid and not having any say so on what gets kept because it, it took some convincing from my dad because my mom understood like early on with games like hey it's a new system it's not a nintendo okay cool so wait why are we getting a super nintendo we already have a nes what do we need a super nintendo for and my dad <laughs> have to you know explain like hey we still have all of these games on this system but in order to continue playing games, we have to buy the new system because they're going to stop making games on this console. Genesis, my if I remember right, when we moved to Germany, I got to have the Genesis in my room. So I grew really attached to that. I think that's probably where my love for Sonic really like happened because I had you know, the Genesis in my room and I got to play that a lot more often. When I got a PS1, that went in my room and then ultimately the genesis like i still played it but not as much and my parents sold it and i was really mad i think we have like 30 games and and i was like yeah we're gonna sell it and i understood why it's like hey you play your ps1 you play it a lot this kid doesn't have a system like these two is like a family um, that had three kids and they don't have any gaming system like you don't you don't play this enough to justify keeping this we're going to sell it to them so that they can have games to play. So altruistic, totally understand. The collector in me didn't like it. So I, get, I can't show it on stream because it's too far away, but behind my green screen, it's just the angle of the camera. I can't show it. I have a bookcase. I have over 100 PS3 games, 100 PS4 games. All of my Wii U, Wii, PSP, and Vita, and then 3DS and Switch games all there. Like, I never trade anything in because I never, like, after that, like, I never want to get rid of the games that I have. So I buy them. It's one of the reasons why I still buy physical a lot. I buy them just so I can keep them as a collector. When I get my own house, they'll be displayed in the house somewhere. I guess I just like to keep it. The Genesis is the one system I don't have anything of anymore. Be quiet. No one asked you. <laughs> See, that's, that's that, my collection of games. I got a lot of PS2, PS1, 360. Nowhere near as many PS3 games. But yeah, I got I got a whole library of stuff just sitting there too. Like so much potential. That's funny, Sammy, that you say that because that's actually how I feel about a lot of things. Um, wanting to collect things because even though. For $1.99 now a, a month, I think it is, I can read all the manga that I want on the Viz app for I set up that so that subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still want the physical copies of anything that I actually end up liking. So I'm still 
I've set I've set that up so I can like continue reading through all of Death Note, see like how much the manga compared to the to the anime. But I'm still planning on buying all the books. I want to buy actually the black editions because that um that's what I bought to read the first two volumes and it's just so nice. Like the it seems like the better collector version to have. So so like anytime that so now I want to go buy like the full big box sets of like Naruto. So I have like a nice set of those as well, since I love that anime so much. But I still have, I think PS2 games laying around this house. I have, I don't think I have too many 360, but I still got a bunch of my PS4 games sitting around. I think I still have some PS3. No, a uh, game that I absolutely loved on PS3 that I don't know why it ever died off was Mag. Uh, I absolutely I, I loved that one. I talk about that for like hours. I loved I'm a that when big it came zipper out. Fan. Huge Zipper fan. I played SOCOM 2. If, they, if you could pull up my SOCOM 2 account and see how many hours I played, I'd probably be a nurse. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. But Mag, when it came out, that was, that was PS3. I'm like, okay, so I think at the time my roommate absolutely hated that game because like the matches were like half an hour long. So I'm like, okay, I had to squeeze in a match between classes. He's like, dude, why do you play this game so much? Like you have all these other games. Like it doesn't matter. I enjoy this game. Let me play. I gotta like I gotta platinum on that game. It's probably the most my behind bloodborne probably my proudest platinum because you know you had to play an extremely long amount of time to get it again that's another account that i don't want to know how many hours i put in that game was really really fun if we got a sequel i'd love it. especially now with the technology we have it'd be great oh my they, they could do so much with it they could do so much i don't honestly know why they why they shut it down it was amazing but oh well Okay, that's one of those. That's one of those gems. Yeah, I don't remember what got released around that time, but there was a couple other big games that came out. No pun intended. And that, like, I, I already was going to get it anyway because I knew, like, hey, it's from the makers of SOCOM, so it's going to be good. But a lot of people missed out on that game. Some came to it late, but man, I think they shut the servers down last year. I felt bad when they did. When I heard they were shutting the servers down, I actually booted up on PS3 so I could keep playing for a little bit. Like, let me get this out of my system then. Let me give it a proper send-off. Listen, I, I just... There's certain games that I just don't understand why they shut them down. Um, another one I wanted to ask you. I see you mainly playing sports stuff, but your, your community, your channel seems very very horror-esque the graveyard theme all of it where did that all come from was there a game in general that that brought that up what is i'm like already laughing because i'm just thinking right now because i see blue fire laughing in chat and i know he's probably thinking the same thing i'm thinking right now i'm so glad that I had to delete clips because of DMCA because there was the the Resident Evil 2 scare. I like legit got so scared of that game. It was a side story. I, I, I this is the one channel 
like reward that I feel bad about to this day. Everyone kept pushing for me to play a horror game. So I'm just going to share a piece of information that is embarrassing, but you need the context. When I lived in Germany, you had Resident Evil. And I was at a friend's birthday party. So this is PS1, Nintendo 64 era. And spent the night at his house. You know, we're playing four-player Nintendo 64 games. We're all having a good time. And then in the other room, you have the PS1. And he was playing Resident Evil. I never played a scary game. I didn't do well with scary movies to that point, And I didn't like haunted houses. So I'm already kind of opposed to horror games. Like, why would I play it? If I can't deal with the movies and I don't like the haunted houses, why am I going to play the game? You have to interact so it has your attention. And he convinced me to play. And he already knew a scary part was coming up. And I got scared. And I totally peed myself. Parents had to pick me up. Our friendship died that birthday party. Um, he apologized for it that Monday at school. I think I was nicknamed Mr. Peabody for like two weeks. But then it's like, hey, he's really good at basketball. We can kind of like just eventually that overcame it. But it was super embarrassing. I, I was really bad. I never really got over it. And horror games, for the most part, was an issue for me. So I got pushed. I'm like, okay, I'll do a bit reward because you guys are going to have to earn this. I will do a horror game on stream. And I'll, say I'll do the Resident Evil 2 remake. As it got closer, I bought it. I'm like, it's here. I know you guys are going to do it. I'll wait for it. I didn't even make it to Mr. X and I just tapped out. I'm like, I can't do this. Literally got scared in the first 10 seconds of the game because of a bit alert. And then when the first time I ran into a liquor, I, I, I freaked out. I thought I was safe. And then it started running at me. I yelled really loud, literally put my head in my hands and died. My neighbor came over because she thought something happened. Like comes running in my apartment is everything okay? Like runs in my room and I'm just sitting there like still traumatized after the fact. I think I shut stream down after that and I was still like shaking from it. And she saw that the video, the video game was still on. She saw it was a game. She gave me like the most evil look you could ever imagine. <laughs> oh, jeez. So all that being said, I decided to throw that out there. I'm a big, I, I'm a big Sting fan, but I'm also a big Undertaker fan. So when I was trying to come up with a channel name and channel theme, I wanted to keep my username, but unfortunately someone had that. So I had to put the X's around it and I'm a big Undertaker fan. And I think when most people, like most people that know me, they ask, what is like, would it give me something, you know, about Sam? Like if you had to define Sam by one word, what would you say? It'd say wrestling. And most people, even those things, my favorite, know me as an Undertaker fan. So that's where the graveyard came from. Okay. That's kind of misleading because I don't play horror games, but that's the reason why it's there. Is I remember originally I had the bell tolls for follows. When people would raid the channel, you'd have the the thunder, the thunder strike. And at one point I had someone working on like a graveyard um like kind of like a, a graveyard um, video that will pop up every time someone would sub to the channel too. 
I called the the subs, or I used to. I don't really call them that any as much anymore. The druids. Oh, okay. I like that. So yeah, and then I think for my um for my my bit alerts or my bit um badges is it's sights, just different colors like the Grim Reaper. So it's okay. funny as 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 much as I get scared, it's easy. I literally can get scared by someone. Like if my roommate, if I walked out this door right now, my roommate just happened to walk out his door. It's scared to piss out of me. But I'm totally cool with having dark stuff on on the stream. Makes no sense, but it's because of the Undertaker. Okay. Now, what did you think of his induction? And everything uh, this year? Extremely bitter because I should have been there and I wasn't. I feel like I, I feel like I let myself down as a fan. Cause I said no matter what, I'd be there for Sting, and I was, and I said I'd be there for Taker, and then it's, it just didn't happen. It was too short notice for me, and I probably still could have made it happen, but I still enjoyed watching it from home. It's pretty emotional for me. Like, oh yeah, like he, like those those two guys are my favorite wrestlers. So it's like. The same thing when an athlete retires in sports, you watch them for so long, they become a part of your daily life. And to see, to know that I'm not going to see him perform anymore, like it just kind of hits you like one, you're old, damn. Two, yeah. you just, it, it just, it's different because now you know, like they always say like the business goes on and there's the proof, like, He's not going to be there anymore and things just have to continue to go. But I still have the WWE Network. I have YouTube. I still get my weekly filling of The Undertaker doing various stuff. Badass or dead man, doesn't matter. Which was your favorite bit of his? Dead man. I was partial to Biker him. I don't know why. That was... That was my favorite of him for a while because of the motorcycle gimmick. I don't know. I like bikers. Sons of Anarchy is like one of my favorite shows to watch. So I don't know. It's something about that. So I really, really like that. And because for some reason, I just don't like how long it takes for him to walk down there. Just like, okay, can this speed up just a little bit for me, Taker, please? But it's whatever. (laughs) No, dead man him. I love the trench coat. Like, but seriously, that, that is not where I thought that your stuff came from, but knowing you now as much of a wrestling fan and everything, it, it all does make a lot more sense. Yeah. There was a while in the channel, I think after when he lost to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, first of all, it was an awkward day because my roommate had a friend over. And I was watching, like, we were watching WrestleMania because, like, hey, it's it's wrestling weekend. You guys want me to hang out here with you? Cool. Like, I'm watching WrestleMania. You want to watch? Cool. And he's like, he just kept the side comments. And then he lost. So I'm like, crap. I I was pretty sure that he would. But then it's like, he left his glove and hat in the ring. I'm like, he's retiring. And so everyone else in the room that knows wrestling and knows how I am with The Undertaker was, like, looking at me like, how is he going to react? And I'm just sitting there like, okay, I can't look at anyone else. Cause if I look this, it's going to make me start crying because I understand, like, I understand what's happening here. And then he's just like, 
oh, why the fuck's everyone so sad? Like, so what he lost? He's old as hell. I'm like, just looking at him, like, just a slow turn like Taker would do and just like slow turn and look at him. I told my brother, I'm going for a walk. I hope he's gone when I come. He did not make that. Like, it's already tough to watch, but he did not make that anymore. Uh, he could not have made that any more frustrating than it was at the time. Yep. Big, big, big Taker fam. Um, so we'll try to keep him in the channel to some extent. Oh yeah, for sure. What do you what do you think of the uh, WrestleMania between uh, Taker and uh, Triple H with Sean as um, ref? How do you feel about that match? I don't know. I was actually it was a tearjerker at the end for me at least. For me at least. I, I don't think remember, I don't if remember he could have went out on that. He could have went out perfectly like that. I don't blame like I'll never tell some I don't want to be a liar blues here now. He'll remember something. In general, if you're an athlete, you're a performer. I would never I should never tell you that you need to retire. That needs to come from you and be your own decision. So it would have been a great moment for him to go out on, but I totally understand the, this is my livelihood. This is what I love to do. I want to do it as long as I can do. It It just sucks in wrestling because when you get past a certain point, the match quality and like those things become more noticeable. And I just, I am a big believer in going out, trying to go out when you're on top. It's not always doable, but in wrestling, I think it is. And to take that opportunity when it comes. It would have been great. He did a couple more matches. Not so great matches, but hey, every time the bell told and he walked to the ring, I always had a smile on my face. And at the end of the day, for me, that's all that mattered. Yeah, for Being sure. Honest. Great. And Blue was right. Ric Flair shouldn't have. Look, Ric Flair literally was laying in the ring for like ten minutes because he couldn't move. So tired. I was talking about that. Talking about that WrestleMania with Sean. Oh no, he had a match earlier this year as a tag match. Him and um his son in law against uh, I forget what he's called now in AEW, but um. Why can't I think of his name? Charlotte's husband. Andrade. Oh, okay. And then um, it was him and Andrade against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And he looked like he hadn't wrestled in like 10 years, obviously. <laughs> but he really looked like he, like, you, every time he fell down, he took a bump. You seriously were concerned that he wasn't getting up. I, that was not enjoyable to watch. All the respect in the world, I think he's the GOAT. But it was so painful to watch that match because I was concerned that he actually might seriously get hurt. Oh yeah, that that, that makes that makes sense. Like I did not think he was legitimately getting back in the ring. Wow. Yeah. But how you felt about um the uh Hall of Fame inducting? I I was in tears for that one. Sean's 
and Stone Cold just because of Stone Cold being my guy since I was little. One second. I um I would say for me definitely definitely take her and stay even though he wasn't there macho man because he was one of my favorites growing up as a kid and then understanding as I got older like him and Vince Vince has a serious grudge against him and he'll never, like, he never will be in the hall. So him actually getting to be, getting inducted was a big deal to me. Like, those three were the ones for me. Um, I, I, I always like the Hall of Fame because we always see them perform in the ring. They're always behind a mask, so to speak, in the sense that they're, you know, projecting a character, whether it's themselves or it's not. They're projecting. And we don't really get to always see the real person. So getting to get to the Hall of Fame ceremony and hearing how they got to how they were, hearing how they appreciate the people that helped them along the way. Like, I really like to hear those stories. This match against this person, you know, really is what kind of clicked things for me. Getting trained by this person. How did you get into training? Who were the people that, you know, kept you going when you thought you should quit? All those things to me are really interesting. So I like to hear those personal stories. I take her talking about his brother, talking about, you know, basketball and his parents, you know, not really like we're supporting you, but we don't think this is a good idea type of support. Like hearing those stories about those guys, I really find those like I intently listen to the speeches for that. I know they appreciate us as fans. I was going to say, I absolutely, I absolutely love it whenever they, whenever they do that, like Taker's speech. I absolutely loved it. It had me in tears. Sean's speech had me in tears. Um, There's another really, really good one that I... I wasn't as big of a fan of the person, but the but his speech was super, super good. I can't think of who it was. I think it was the same year as Sean. Yeah, that one was super, super Yeah, those I, I I love them so much. It's one of my favorite parts of WrestleMania weekend. I think when um, um, uh, when Bret Hart went in with um, no Jim Nyhart when they went in as the Hart Foundation. Yeah, you had a dumbass fan. But other than that, like listening to Bret talk about his experience with him, because like I was younger, so I didn't really like I know because I was really little that they were a tag team, but then getting to hear him, him talk about Jim and hear Natty talk about him as well. Like stuff like that, I think is really, really cool. Like a guy that is, could be lost in the shuffle gets to be remembered and gets to be honored. I think that's really, really cool. Real. Yeah, it's recent. Very, very recent. Like today, recent. Don't don't pay them any mind, corn. I mean, I kind of agree with them to an extent. No, you can't give in. Don't give in. Don't give in. All right. <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, Corn. You got anything else for for Sammy or Sammy? You got anything else for us? <laughs> so I'm having I'm having fun, but I I don't know, I don't know how much longer we want to keep Sammy awake. Well, I have a question for you guys. What's up? Yeah, I know we're not at the holiday season yet, because you know everyone has their you know when we get close to the end of the year, everyone kind of looks back on the year what they what they like, what they didn't like, and what they have. What they look forward to the following year. It doesn't have to necessarily be New Year's resolutions, but 2023. Don't worry, famous. I already accepted VTO. <laughs> <laughs> I accepted VTO earlier today. Um, for 2023, what in terms of since you know we're on the podcast content creation, what are you looking forward to? What would you like to do, and what are your goals? I guess what what are your goals and then content wise, what would you like to do? Corn, you go ahead. I might be a man. I mean, mine's simple. I think I just want to get more consistent with streaming again and maybe actually finish some games instead of jumping from this one to that one to this over here, there. Like kind of just hold out on the stuff that I'm working on. Finishing games is hard. Agreed. It really. It really is. Maintain the status as VTO God. <laughs> These two, I swear. Sammy. I knew, that's why I started laughing when he said it, because I knew it, it didn't even matter. One of them, see, they both did. I knew one of them was going to say something. <laughs> it doesn't even finish Yes, I love you guys too. <laughs> I love this. This is great. Sammy, if to answer to answer you, I want to try to have a full schedule as far as podcast guests. I want to continue to be able to have a guest on every week and try my best not to repeat anybody but i'll probably end up repeating but i would like to not i like to go as long as i can without repeating anybody and then once we do start repeating i guess we can see what we can change but or as content i just want to continue to see it grow i want to continue to see my community grow we're getting closer and closer to 100 members server so i'd like to maybe in 2023 hit that mark of over a hundred and continue to help people. Um, I say it pretty well, every podcast, but something that I realized really, really quickly, well, but pretty well, whenever I hit affiliate, I started noticing um, the touch and uh, everything as far as helping others and helping. And I know that just, by building this community at all, it helped me get through a really, really tough spot for me mentally. So I want to continue to give back and help out the people that helped me um, through the hardest part of my life. See if I can't do that for somebody else. I feel that, but I'm also looking at them saying that they need to get his next big goal is Sonic 06 as punishment. 
Oof. I just wanted to be said for the record that these are mods. These are supposed to be people that I trust that are supposed to have my <laughs> best interests at heart. <laughs> and they are willingly wanting me to suffer through Sonic 06, knowing uh, that I've had to cut a stream because I had to throw up from the camera. The, the ridiculously terrible camera in that game. They don't even oh, yeah. care. It's just one that to be said for the record. But I love you guys. But, yeah. but Sammy, haven't you noticed that when we are, we as the streamer are being tortured, is the content that the chat seems to love the most? Oh, unfortunately, I know that and I know it all too well. Don't believe me? Exclamation Vicky. <laughs> that says it all. Explanation I, point, Vicky, in your chat. What does that do? What does that do? Vicky Guerrero. Oh, does it do the, uh, does it yes. do the, excuse me, like the actual, like, sound? Does it do a sound alert or does it do just a big excuse me in chat? Let me see. Um, can can you do sound through a voice call a voice chat in discord? Like if I played a sound on my computer, would you guys be able to hear that? I got you. I shall go to. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know that mine will, or at least mine should. I have the well, worst case. I have the cut and not the sound yeah. file. Do I? Uh, now I'm wondering, do I? I thought I had it on this computer. Is a Vicky with an I, IE, or Vicky with a Y? IE. I'll never forget. They'll never let me. I don't even know where it is on my computer. It's probably for the best because that way I can't stop it. Oh, I can. I have something else I could do. I could post this for you to see. I, I think I have. Maybe it's because you're. I need a favor from Famous, though. I may need Famous to help me find it faster. I don't have it on my desktop, Famous. Do you have the video? I could send it to Turtle. Because it's on YouTube. I just don't have it. I don't have a bookmark. I know, I know he sent it to me in DMs. When you when I send this to you, you'll fully understand. So Vicky, one of my mods, Remy, is a huge Vicky fan, and it's not he's not even trolling me, but he started he wanted the sound effect to be added, and it just turned into every time it played, it would just annoy the hell out of me to the point that 
I had to make it where you could only play it once an hour and you had people literally knowing exactly when the hour was up so they could play it again. Then we got a second Vicky and then there's this video that got sent to me. Um, crap, I do not have the link. I can't believe I don't. The video. Just a video, famous. No, we're not. We're not all Vicky fans. Blue. <laughs> famous, you're awesome. Even though you hate me at times. Um. Where do you want me to to sit, uh, post a turtle? You want me to, to DM you? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right. Sammy, I love your mods. Fucking hilarious. Oh, but when happy, is, happy birthday, Sammy. Oh, no. What did they do to you? Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they did it, I just could not like I was in shock. And then all I could do was laugh because it's just they sent it to me on my birthday. <laughs> and all, all I could do was laugh because it's just. It's it's it is what it is. The funny thing is, though, famous says, um, now I had a video. So when I started my, like originally when I started doing content for YouTube, one of the things I did was these quote unquote hot tag videos. So people could, um, use their channel points to request me doing like a top 10 or a top five on a wrestling topic. And I did. And one of the videos was on the top managers in the WWE. I'm like, look, I may get really tired of hearing the excuse me, but I do realize that she was one of the best managers in the WWE. I'm talking about general managers. So yeah, what Bischoff, obviously Vince, you know, he wasn't technically a general manager, but you know, he played that role. Teddy Long and Vicky, like those are the top four. Like just because I can't stand the voice at times doesn't mean I can deny the truth. I was going to say Teddy Long. Teddy Long and Bischoff have to be at the top of that because I mean, as much as everybody hated Bischoff, he played that bad, that bad person, that that heel manager very, very well. Yep. 
And Teddy Long, you can't hate Teddy Long. You just can't. Man, you can't. Man was, if you did, man he's going to put you in a match with The Undertaker. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you got to love I mean, him. You got to love his dance, too. I love his little dance. Oh, and who was his original person he came out with? Who was that? I don't even remember. It is so long ago. He came out with this Teddy Long, this little dude. He came out with this big dude with muscles and places. I don't even have places. No, I was an MVP. I can't remember who it was. It was it... Rodney Mack? Why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound familiar? I don't, I don't remember who he came out yeah, I can't. I can't tell you on that one. Hmm. He did manage Rodney Mac. I got to look it up. Ah, uh, I think that's probably D-Lo, where you know him. D'Lo Brown, Rodney Mac, Christopher Mark Nowinski, Henry, Rousey, Mark Henry, and Jazz. I think Mark Henry because I think when he started, it didn't go well. Then he left. Like they took him off TV and then they brought him back and paired him with Mac and with uh, with Teddy. There's Thuggin and Buggin. I, if I, I want to say Thuggin and Buggin, I don't know how that worked, but then that helped get Mark Henry over. Then he went, you no, know, went back on his own. Was he with Lashley for a little bit too? I don't think he was with well, Lashley. Was I know he's with Ron Simmons. I just don't remember when. I don't know if that was before like before her time. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> Can't remember. I know for sure he's what Ron Simmons then. I could have seen Teddy Long doing actually kind of well with the APA. I don't know why. That that might not have been a bad idea. That tag team was scary. Because they, just, team was they just were just super physical. Like we were talking about chemistry. It's like you have two just beat your ass kind of dudes. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. The same style, but they just get in the ring and kick your ass. There's a reason why they, they basically looked like the security for the for the fucking corporation. <laughs> Could you imagine if they were in if when um Triple H and them were doing the whole um what was it called? The corporate or whatever it was. And it, like Kane, Kane, Rollins, Triple H, uh Stephanie. What was that called? Yeah, the authority. Yeah, the authority, thank you. I don't know why I wasn't thinking. So having them, having them and then having the fucking APA just fucking watching them. Oh, being their, their little perfect. fucking bodyguards. That would have been perfect. Change time a little bit. Oh, that could have went well on TV. 
I don't know why, but it would have went well. Okay. Uh, Corn, anything else? Sammy, any other, any other topics? Any other anything? Uh, I got nothing I can think of. All right, Brandon, I, kept, shot. I don't know if I kept you up past your bedtime. Apparently, we're past tipsies for the mm-hmm. night. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I think she said that they actually had to be up early for some, and it was a. So, all right. Well, Sammy, we do appreciate you being here. Let's go ahead and put Sammy's links here. Uh, appreciate you having is, me on. Oh yeah, there is Sammy's Twitch. Uh, what did somebody put? Let's allow that. That's pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> you also sent me YouTube. Let's see if I put that right. Yes. There is Sammy's two links, his Twitch and his uh, YouTube. Go check out his content, which apparently next month is in November or next month is in December. November. I've been okay. working on it's funny you say past my bedtime. Like even when I end stream, I try to stay up an hour after and then an hour before trying to edit videos and stuff. So daily YouTube uploads. I'm gonna hate my life, but that's something that I want to try to make consistent. Exactly. So I'm gonna try. All right. And I also already posted it. We'll go ahead and put out the link tree where you can go see my Twitch, Corn's Twitch, and Tipsy's Twitch. Uh, we're still working on trying to get Tipsy to start streaming. Um, but also you can go there and see any episodes of the podcast. Um, we're, cor- we're currently up to episode 15 um, on there. Uh, it is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you want to go listen to your podcast. And there's also the link there for the Alti. Um, the energy drink that we are sponsored by. And we also are still trying to do what we can to help out Shellback. Uh, Shellback Tech is a charity that builds PC, custom PCs for disabled vets. Um, he is shutting his, he is closing his doors at the end of the year. It is the link to that. And a little posting that he put out as to what's going on as to why he is closing his doors but we're trying to raise money and help him out with getting those last bills that he did make for those vets out to those recipients so any any type of help with that would be very much appreciated uh sammy thank you very very much for everything for being here and it's been a blast let's go ahead and raid on corn do you know anybody that's live right now I look, but I don't think there is. Jedi is playing. Destiny too. The only person I have live, other than you. You know what? Let's go into this person at MVK. Yeah, let's go into this person at MVK. She is doing some type of huge event. Let's help out. Why can't I? 
All right, so we'll go ahead and go on over to uh, Janet's online. Looks like she's doing egg is broken. So, so. Oh, well. All right, well, we will see you next Friday. Our guest will be Gunner. See you guys. Sammy, I fucking love your your mods. Louis <laughs> Blue just sent me a DM. He's like, deep down, deep, deep down, you gotta love the mods here to troll you. <laughs> he knows. He knows. They're good guys. Like they said, they they sometimes try to get under my skin, but they have my best interests at heart. And damn it, they will ban or time people out before I can even get to the button. It's good then. But they're right. I do need to finish games (laughs) because I don't. Me too. I don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to tell you that we lost three people. Three more people. What's that? I lost three more people at my job. Oh, jeez. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. She played. Nothing like being understaffed. Well, the one guy quit apparently.